Welcome back to Total Party Kill. It's me, Tony Sindelar, a Dungeon Master. Uh, today, we are doing more mini-adventures. That's right. Uh, we are doing uh, The Queen of Redwater uh, continues. You thought that adventure ended when they all got defeated by the bugbears, but no, it turns out that they have not resolved uh, the matter at hand. So I have collected a group of players and they brought their characters uh, to deal with stuff. Allow me to introduce our players. They will introduce their characters and then we will dive into things uh first up uh on the live stream listing of people so first up um in introductions it's shelly brisbane hi shelly hello i am caliph Lydon, a high elf sorcerer next up rosemary orchard hello i am rosemary also known as gameka i am a high elf bard also also monty ashley Hello, I am Monty Ashley, and I am playing Krong, a bugbear rogue. Next up, the one, the only, the James Thompson. <laughs> I am playing Sans Samson Jotham, a gnome artificer who thought he'd escaped this adventure. And last but certainly not least, it's Aline Sims. Hello, I play Belen Greybeard, the mountain dwarf fighter who recently heard a bard sing a song that included the lyrics... Wise men say only fools rush in, and she's really taken that to heart. Mm, mm. And helping me out providing NPC voices as a very secretive operative. In some circles, he, re he is, uh, responds only to the code name The Biscuit. Uh, but here at Total Party Kill, we know him as Dan Morin. Dan, uh, thanks for returning as assistant to the regional dungeon master. It's good to be back. I wish you hadn't compromised my operational security. Um, well, I have to. Get you on. still have that fake name, Dan Warren. So you know you got that going for you. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, let us remind you uh, what happened last time because it's been a while since we actually played. Uh, a group of goblins and led by some bugbears has taken control of an ancient dwarven dam uh, near the valley that the town of White Sparrow uh, sits in, and they have activated that dam and shut off the flow of water to all the farms uh, in the surrounding area. So the people of White Sparrow are suffering and you were hired, uh, recruited by Sheriff uh, Ruth Willamain to go and deal with them. Uh, you navigated up the cliff sides across the dam and basically did kind of a frontal assault uh, on the dam itself, uh, which may not have been the most tactically advantageous way to deal things. Uh, many an adventure was knocked unconscious. Uh, you did rescue a dwarven artificer who had been captured by the bugbears, and thanks to the quick work of Gemica, were able to escape with your lives, though many people were... Um, not doing so great. So four days have passed since then. You are all healed up, but the people of White Sparrow are still not doing well. There's still no water. Crops are dying. People are suffering. And I believe Santham Jossum is probably still despondent about the loss of his, uh, I don't know, what is Co-worker? partner uh, best friend. I think best friend, uh, a variety of only titles. friend. Yeah. Um, um your best friend is someone you made. The friend, I, I think that's. Are, let's all reflect yeah. on that for a little bit. Are we well. not friends, Sansom Jotham? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he says we're not spookily. best friends. You <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't recognize me at the end of the last adventure. I will yeah. point out. You were covered in a cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah, so the uh, the adventure is not resolved. So we uh, we join our group. Uh, back in White Sparrow, uh, please, at this point, you should have 
Uh, you should be at full hit points. Any spell slots you've spent have been recharged. Any death saving throws uh, you made last time, which are several of you, have been reset. Uh, you are you are you are doing better, but the uh, it is time for a different plan for how you are going to deal uh, with this situation. Um, I'm not sure what happens next. Um, well, I'm assuming that we are going to be in a tavern because that seems Indeed to be the you standard. Are. The Ever Shady Tavern, the only tavern in Whitesboro. Slurping up onion soup, goblin mm-hmm. onion soup, I believe we determined. It is, I will tell you, onion soup rations are limited due to the flow of lack of water. So it is, it is a dry, crunchy onion soup. It is mm. basically an onion that someone has taken a hammer to. And <laughs> so, because the, there is a significant broth shortage in, um, in White Sparrow. Good soup. So they're not um, paying the thousand gold? Uh, they don't have a thousand gold. There was the whole situation where they hired you uh, to deal with that. So, and I don't think uh, we got a thousand gold less to do than it, a thousand so. gold. Yeah. yeah, you you have significantly less than a thousand. You know, there may have been some discussions over the last couple of days as you rested and recuperated. You may have pulled your money and discovered that I don't know. Maybe you have four hundred gold between you, which is so well short of a thousand. Um, so, so um, Samson has a plan. Um, oh, an entirely foolproof sure. plan. Blow um, up the dam. Well. I think he sort of pulls out a large uh, blueprint and unrolls it uh, on the tavern table. How official uh, looking is this blueprint, Sam Jotham? I, I, this this looks like he has spent most of his time drawing it and not as much time actually coming up with the plan. But um, so you're saying, so great he blueprint, drew it, mediocre plan. Not necessarily yeah. from any information. He just drew it from his own beliefs about what's out there. Oh, that's right. You were trapped down there, weren't you? you yes. More so I have insider knowledge yes. of the, the workings of this dun, dam. Dun, dun. And you're an um, artificer, and what's a dam but a giant artifact? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm putting together a heist, and I need a crew. Um, uh, Danny Ocean. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So, Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a whole pitch, but I don't need the pitch. You just all <laughs> said yes. <laughs> no, I need the pitch. You I don't want to go back there. That was a big blow to my ego. So <laughs> so tell me more here. Okay, so it's a foolproof plan. The, there's just one slight issue. Uh, how many of you can breathe underwater? Hmm. I am not part fish. No, okay. I, well, I have some no. ability with spells to, to deal with water, to manipulate water in various ways, but I can't breathe underwater. Okay, well, yeah. it's a small here. detail. Uh, I, I, I'm wearing... Um, I forget what armor, like plate or I'm wearing heavy, heavy armor here. Non-anti-float armor. Yeah, (laughs) anti-float armor. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling my ankle length dress might (laughs) interfere with my ability to swim. Just a little bit, a little bit. You have to buy us new clothes is basically what we're saying. (laughs) Well, we we have 400 gold pieces, as we have established, and we are going to need to do some shopping. Um, Oh, boy, shopping. I wasn't aware White Sparrow had stores. We're at the phase of the heist where we get our stuff together. I'm going to get the biggest hat. Yeah, you can have whatever <laughs> hat you want. Could, could somebody just refresh my memory? Do we need to be worried about people overhearing us plots no, here? You're, or you're are beloved, we safe to- you're beloved heroes uh, of the town of White Sparrow. Uh, you know, the tavern at this point, uh, there are no other heroes available. Sometimes there are other adventures passing through. Uh, the, 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 you know, the tavern is pretty sparsely uh, uh, 
there's there's not a lot of people here, and I, the people that are here are relatively recognizable. Uh, we'll say um, uh, miners and farmers, and you know the good salt of the earth working people of uh, Whitesboro. Except for there's one real weird looking guy over by the bar. Uh oh. That's the next hour of the adventure. Let's hear, let's hear about this weird looking guy, Tony. <laughs> oh well, uh, give me a perception check, Kronk. Can I help with that? Uh, by the way, sure. well, I you rolled a, a seventeen, check. and I have to go all the okay. way over here. I do not need to help. Uh, Sixteen. All right, <laughs> minus one. Huh? Um, yep, <laughs> yeah, that comes from being raised in a world of darkness. Um, so uh, there's a kind of strange looking uh, character you don't recognize over by the bar. That's that's unusual in White Sparrow. There's just, you know there's a limited clientele here, uh, but he uh, looks uh, you know he's wearing like kind of kind of a big floppy straw hat, uh, but uh, you notice that he's got slightly kind of reptilian features uh uh krong uh including um kind of the lower half of his body is just kind of like you know how you know how a lot of humanoids have legs um yeah yeah i do yes what if you had your legs were just kind of one shape together and then like kind of into like a spirally bit at the bottom there's a snake guy over there (laughs) (laughs) that's i mean you know excellent perception yes um and his, yeah, his, he does have, uh, arms, uh, and his hands, uh, he's wearing kind of a long, uh, baggy, uh, coat, uh, but you notice his hands are kind of green and scaly. He is, he's drinking, drinking a beverage. Seems like somebody who'd be pretty good in a watery environment. Yeah. Well, I should probably tell you the second part of the plan. Uh, <laughs> rather than... <laughs> Go ahead. Please yes. do. <laughs> um, so we need to get into the dam quietly because the the frontal assault i gather did not go perfectly last time i had a bag over my head for most of it but i could hear a lot and we killed a lot of people uh, before we got in that, that room that could have been a little we rude. did yeah oh we I, did. I i heard you for at least two hours beforehand <laughs> we were insulting goblins and then murdering them it was great yeah I, I i was pretending to be one of them i could do that again if we need to i think we killed that guy actually but so yeah. a- Perhaps a better, more stealthy approach might be we go in underwater and we we will come up in the middle of the dam. We can do this quietly. We go in, we rescue a good friend of mine who's being held captive, and we disable the dam and we can be out of there. No problems. Nobody will see us. It will all go flawlessly. If we disable the dam, will there be a flood that inundates this entire town that's a detail which i think we'll just have to see how it plays out um we might rescue the town we might unrescue the town i mean we'll they'll certainly of all the people left alive everyone will be rescued tony mm. <laughs> does if Do the dam goes away dear, dear friend samson uh, about the geography <laughs> of white sparrow and this dam if yeah. the dam goes away, will the town be inundated? Uh, you would probably, if the dam went away, that would be bad. But if the dam, so, you know, there is a large body of water behind the dam. So if the dam was somehow obliterated, that would uh, inundate uh, the valley and water very quickly, which would be bad. So we don't um, want to disable the well, I, you well, don't, we, we want no, no, no. So we don't want to explode, yeah, you don't want to explode the, dam, the dam, but disabling we want to it operate to let the water dam. through. Yeah. The, the plan involves 
um, you know, you want to using engineering open. expertise to yes. uh, carefully control release of water. Excellent, excellent. The uh, the bugbears have closed the, all the sluices and, and blocked off the flow of water. You would like to open those again. I do not recommend, uh, nor do I think any of you have the ability to obliterate and explode the giant dam. I um, mean, we've got 400 gold pieces. Um. <laughs> gold pieces are notoriously explosive when used in water. Um, so, yes. Gold. A little secret, fact. Secretly made out of sodium. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> if, if I make a machine that can turn gold into sodium, then we've got... Yeah. I like it. <laughs> but that's not the plan. Um, but we're going to need to find a way to get underwater for a significant distance so that we can come up inside this dam working um does anybody have a submarine like in their pocket i left it in the other adventure um dang it i think there might be a possibility that we could find some potions uh that could help us with this and all we need to do is find a shady potion seller Mm. not our eyes Anybody all go over to the snake guy at the bottom, right. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is wearing a t-shirt that says "Shady, Shady Potion Seller." Ask, ask me about my discount potions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, quick question: Do we need to be worried about being sold a potion that does not do what we expect yes. it to do? I think that is <laughs> being shady. Sort of implies that, doesn't it? I, I think that you know. I it, mean, they're shady as in operating outside of the law, and shady as in also lies to customers. Yeah, 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 yeah. A shady tree, the you know, all it, the meanings of shady. Yeah, the t-shirt doesn't say respectable potion seller, and also they're in a bar. Gotcha. So it could just be having a relaxing evening. You know? I, I mean, I'm making assumptions. Me so many questions that are answered clearly answered by my shirt about how I'm a shady <laughs> potion seller. Um, I, I think we need to go. Uh, Perhaps to talk to this person and see what they have to perhaps sell. Um, so Samson strolls over to said uh, person and says, what brings you to this bar tonight? Is it the plot? Is it Tony? Is this me? This is you. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Salutations, my dear friend. How may I be of assistance to you? <laughs> Um, I'm but a merely a shady potion. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am merely a purveyor, a salesman. Yes, salesman. Great syllabants. Spontaneous superfluous. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Keep going. Sup- superfluous <laughs> is just a fancy word for superfluid. Um, <laughs> superfluid. Hence, a potion, an elixir, uh Word that begins with us. <laughs> we have very specific Solution? needs. You wouldn't happen to have anything that would let people say breathe underwater. Underwater breathing, a popular. A uh, solution to certain aquatic problems. I <laughs> might indeed have a potion that suits your needs. Uh, let it, us perhaps discuss. Uh, silver, perhaps? Or... Oh, oh, we can do better than silver. Uh, oh, well, then, uh, I, I, by all means, 
What kind of negotiation is this? Let's talk silver. No, how about gold? <laughs> Would you like us to wash your house? <laughs> um, we're looking for a five pack. Um, <laughs> five pack. <laughs> mm. are, are there deals for multiple purchases? Ah, uh, deals. You wish to speak of discounts. <laughs> But I cannot necessarily, speaking necessarily offer a discount. I am but a mere uh, traveling salesman, and thus uh, I must make my money where I can. I have a quite a large assortment of potions that may be of interest to you. Are you perhaps in need of, uh, oh, shall we say... Some mm, berserk potion, some bloodlust potion, some potion of sleep. I mean, perhaps. Uh, perhaps. What about the uh, the water breathing that we mentioned? You seem singularly fixated on this one. Perhaps we can do business. I will charge you a mere one. 180 gold pieces for, for five that seems I for mean... a singular potion. oh no I'm... I'm afraid we might need to take our business elsewhere very well uh, you are more than welcome to I assume there are many fine salespeople in this lovely village of White Sparrow <laughs> look we can do 400, <laughs> and that's it, for five. 400. I, um, I'd, like, I'd like to uh, cast a little spell. Mm. Oh, mm. good. I'd like, I'd like to cast Charm Person. Oh. And I'm, I'm going to need a little choice. guidance uh, from my dungeon master as to how I would proceed. Yes, I would like that. Please. Okay. Charm person. I always like to look up the rules for this because they're very specific. Uh, so you attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. Uh, it must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. You're not doing that. Uh, if it is fails, the saving throw is charmed by you until the spell ends or until your companions do anything harmful to it. The charm creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. And the, the key word there is friendly acquaintance. There are sometimes hang, hang where it's on, like... Hang on. People have charmed someone. They're like, okay, now murder your best friend. And it's like, do you have a lot of friendly acquaintances that engage in casual <laughs> murder for you? What are your friendly acquaintances I mean, yes, like, people? Sh- sh- no, but I feel like friendly, yes. Does he know he's been charmed when charm wears off? When the spell yes. ends, the creature know it was charmed by you. Don't do it, please. Don't do it? Uh, I, I will. Yeah, I, I think this could backfire on us. I mean, it will back, it'll backfire immediately. And I'm not crazy about just stealing from this guy. Well, I mean, stealing. I'm, I was hoping to get a discount. Well, I wasn't planning to like take his potions and run. My my goal was to get a lesser price. I if you use charm person to get a better price than he would give you voluntarily, you're stealing from him. I mean, technically, he's stealing from us. What are you looking for? A friends and family <laughs> discount? <laughs> yes, I would love to be your friend. Can I or be at your least friend, a coworker? <laughs> yeah. Ah, rule number one of sales. 
no discounts for friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, there is the challenge. I think if you try to charm someone and it fails, they would be aware of it. Uh, and then, of course, after the charm wears off, an hour later, they would soup. They would know that they had been uh, magically uh, enhanced. There is, you know, we get into. There are some complicated questions here about what is the nature of charm. You know, being charming not illegal. Charming people. It's a gray area <laughs> through the use of magic. There certainly there would be a variety of cities in the world of D&D where using a charm person and any kind of business arrangement might be illegal. Out here, White Sparrow, the fringes of civilization. You know, I don't I don't think I, I feel like, you know, the, the law and order is a, it's, it's more of a judgment call. <laughs> You know. I mean, my my concern is the risk to us more so yes. than the law and order part. There, order there is the situation if you if you try to charm someone and fail, it's uh they they would be probably they would react hostily to you. I so. see. Well, I I will I will accept those warnings and I will stand down because uh, perhaps you adventurers have some more experience. That this is actually my first adventure, my character. So uh, she she had a good idea, but uh, listened to the wise counsel of her colleagues. Mm-hmm. Is there potentially something we could offer that is not gold that mm. might assist you? Have you any platinum? <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying this in the, the friendliest of manners, in that you open the conversation with silver. Yes, I accept silver, I accept gold, I accept electrum in relevant quantities. I would be happy, your friend said, 400 gold pieces, and I would be very happy to take your 400, give you two potions, and give you some change in addition. Two potions. Two potions for 400. How about a loot? And a little bit better. If we can pull pull off this heist, which we're not telling you about. um, (laughs) Do you say that to him? No. (laughs) No. That, that, that was, that was I, I turned to the camera We're huddling. at that point. Our, our group is huddling seven mm-hmm. feet away, counting its yeah. purse. Kind it's, We're speaking it's so pretty great when you. Samson turns to empty air and explains his plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, he's used to talking to a, a, a panda, and so without the panda, it's just mm-hmm. uh, uh, blank. Uh, once we like pull off this heist and we get the reward, we'll have money to pay this person. So we could suggest trying to buy on credit. Yes, is he standing under a sign With that interest. says rule no. number two of salesmanship? <laughs> no credit, Visa or Mastercard only. <laughs> That's credit. American Express. <laughs> oh. Listen, you, my dear sir, seem as though you are in dire straits. So perhaps <laughs> I may offer you this. I, I would not say this to just anyone, but you seem a respectable sort. I have this other selection of <laughs> potions, and I would be willing to let those go for... Oh, let us say half, half the usual price. Uh, they are a, a discount, a, a lesser brand. But I assure you, very fine merchandise, nevertheless. So, um, how long would we be able to breathe underwater with these oh, potions? Oh, let's not worry about details. I'm sure they would be sufficient. 
I don't think he said at all that we could breathe underwater. He said he has discount potions, but he he hasn't told us what they do at all. Oh, I, I think he said Yeah. Like, these could just make it hot. <laughs> That's it. It's onion soup with water. It gives you the munchies. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we cut... Our choice is this. We buy two good potions, split the party, which would be bad, have some people go to the front, some people go under the back. How long do we need to hold our breath with this plan? It is quite a distance. I think it's... How long? We're talking like half an hour to an hour, depending on how fast we're moving. Right. So discount, probably not going to cut it, basically. I mean, they might cut it. It just depends how much we can trust if we can be speedy yeah he wants 900 gold for us to save a thousand gold how many potions are included in the discount so he said half price so that's 90 each which doesn't like we've got 400 gold so we're still only going to get four we might be able to to like get some shiny trinkets or something and make up the difference I have a loot and jeweler's tools, if that is actually Could you make a jeweled loot? You might be able to get them down for all your money for 400. You might, you know. The quality of the merchandise you're getting is certainly suspect. Right. Sorry. Suspect. I can check in a disguise tool and a candle and a backpack if we need to. Oh, wait. If I check in the backpack, I don't have a... I can't yeah, carry my bedroll. Carry it's a real gift, of the, real gift while of the you're, While situation. you're swimming through the yeah. water. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's let's cancel I it. I see hesitation on your face, and perhaps I can make this offer more palatable to your taste. Uh, I will give you uh, five. Let us call it five of these discount potions for your four hundred gold that I believe you said you had. Yes. I hate to see a sale walk away. What about a sail drowning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd like some uh, assurance of the quality. You, you said these weren't name brand uh, potions, but my, my concern is what the potions function actually is. We haven't really oh, discussed that. I assure you these are underwater breathing potions. Just as I said, Perhaps not the finest brand that I carry in my supply. Okay, so basically... Are we going to end up with gills that don't go away? <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be bad. You'll have to risk consult you? the side effects yourself. Well, for one can, in can, ten... Can I read the side effects, please? Of potentially an empty bottle or something I don't wish to steal from Very you. small print. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a large sheet that unfolds? I've got a magnifying glass. <laughs> it's fine. Saying, I have jeweler's tools. Eyes, probably, it yeah. is important to note that potion... There's no uh, legal definition of potion. So no, this as, is not as, approved as, by the FDA yeah, or anything. We are just stealing jokes from the chat. I mean, um, I think our choice... <laughs> our choice is basically we take these potions... And either we all die, in which case this is a really short epilogue. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tony we made us... But cleanly wrapped up, I'll point out. Yeah, Tony made <laughs> us come back <laughs> because he didn't like that we escaped last time. I mean, That's one, right. one we almost person, got the TPK. One person, we could buy the potions. The, the difficulty is if we buy the potions, we buy them. But one person could try the potion if sure. they wanted to volunteer, see how it worked. And then how are they going to communicate that's, back that's, to us that it worked? Because they can't go there yeah. and if come they back drown, and let go again. Work. There is there is one other little detail from the plan that I may have left out. Um, <laughs> that the, the right. potions are going to be a one way trip. 
So yeah, I kind of gathered that by buying five. <laughs> um, we are gonna get in. We're gonna save everyone. Um, how we get out is something that we're gonna have to work on. Kind of we on have the fly. A bear. It'll be fine. Out the front door after they're all dead. Let's go. Yeah, buy, the can- buy the potions. Yeah, if we can rescue my friend, I think we're not going to have a problem getting out. I mean, we right. got out of the dam before. Wonderful. I feel like we can climb or do various, there are various ways to get out of the works of that dam, assuming we're not being attacked at the time. Yeah. Certainly, uh, the, the nature of the dam, though it's not designed to be a fortress, has a lot of fortress-like properties. Uh, getting in is significantly harder than getting out. Yeah, I'm with Krong. Let's just do it. We let these people down. We can't even have soup anymore. Like, <laughs> we need we need to figure this out. It's not even worth living. Yeah. You just look around the bar. Have you seen the see warehouse? That... It's full of onions just yeah. going to waste. <laughs> you yeah. look around. You, you just, as you're thinking about it, oh. you look around the bar, the Ever Shady Tavern, and just look at the sad, dejected faces of, of <laughs> Soupless several people. Fa- farmers trying to eat a, an onion that's been beat up with a hammer with a spoon and just like, just looking real sad as they, one, one, one sad looking farmer puts his spoon in and he's trying to get like a piece of onion. He's just got one whole onion that he's just kind of gumming at. Uh, and it's just, like this is not living people. Why don't they just kind of eat it like an apple? That would be much easier. Well, well it's, it's also, they're very they're dedicated I'm, to the principle of onion soup, and it's just it's hard to well, change. it's it's hurting their okay. social lives too because nobody wants to be around them because they all smell like onions now. I mean, they were. But if everyone smells soup, of onions, it's, yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I guess yeah, I guess that's there's a point there. But even um, so. So, I mean, I think if uh, Samson has demonstrated anything over all these adventures is that he is a brave adventurer. So I think we're going to go for this another word, another word for foolish. Yes. Um, let's, let's take the discount potions and we'll either go out in a blaze of, um, water or we will, I mean, we will uh, return victorious. If it turns out the potion doesn't work, we could just surface and go to the shore and walk back here. Right. And then beat him up. Yeah. Like there isn't a lot of time where we're underwater no. and stuck. It, so it would be pretty obvious if it worked. Uh, I think there's certainly the implication that you know when you buy some off-brand potions, perhaps. Uh, I mean, I think it's like expired medication. Maybe it doesn't last. It's it still does something, but maybe not quite as well. I suspect dice rolling. But it's will probably be in our future. not. It's probably yeah. not poison. Probably not. <laughs> probably not poison. Probably the slogan just, of probably not poison fills me with confidence. That's let's right do on this, the label. I mean, let's do this. Poison, poison is like you know that's it, that's actually the brand. The brand is yeah. probably not poison yeah. potions. I can't believe it's not poison. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, look, poison is a lot of work. It's you know, it's much easier if you're going to be a sketchy potion salesman. I think it's. I'm a not going to e- sell you my best poison. Yeah, that it's would a lot easier to sell you stuff that's not anything than it is to make yeah, poison. I would be easier to sell you water. Yeah. <laughs> water is exactly the thing that we're trying to avoid here. Oh, that's a good point. It yeah. probably wouldn't be water. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I, I think Krong has pushed us forward. Uh, have, have you pulled your money and bought five? Uh, yeah, we've bought yeah. five sketchy uh, potions. It's a pleasure doing business with you. I hope to see you soon. Yes, we shall see. And at that, uh, your money in hand and perhaps not waiting for you to get any ideas about refunds or even a receipt. Uh, the uh, the <laughs> potion salesman slithers out of the Everstate Tavern. An invoice. An invoice. Never a bill of sale. Never to be seen again. Um, 
They didn't you, even ask him his name. No, they didn't. <laughs> I thought I gave Dan. I thought I came up with a pretty it's good name for it. It's no a one good ever, name. No one ever no one asked anyone's name no in my adventures, and honestly, it seems a little rude. Um, I was about to ask, but uh, you fast forwarded past. So let's I go. Did. Uh, I will tell you. So you each have uh, basically like a little glass orb. Um, and it's got kind of a murky liquid in it. You can see little kind of bubbles floating around, uh, almost as if it is carbonated. Uh, and it looks kind of like brackish seawater in a little glass orb with a little, you know, stopper at the top. Um, and, uh, I will tell you just, you know, your adventures, you probably have been around long enough or at least heard from other adventures. You could always, one way to kind of test a potion, if you had received a potion that you didn't know what it was, uh, you could smell or even take a little sip of it, uh, to, to figure out what it does. But you know that the idea would be these are allegedly potions of water drinking. Uh, they allow you to breathe underwater for one hour after drinking this potion, um, I wouldn't recommend using this until you're at least within sight of the water you want to breathe under, uh, because I will tell you the place that you need to breathe water under is more than an hour's walk from where you currently are. So, um, yes. I, I think our, our... Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, like, swim as far as we can yeah. and then take the potion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we can travel by land and then yep. uh, jump in the water. Uh yeah, I mean, but then, like, swim out to the part where we have to go yeah. under the water and then take it. Is there thing. any other you know, a couple of extra business seconds. you want to accomplish in uh, White Sparrow? I'll remind you, uh, the dam itself is uh, quite a trek from here. Um, and last time you uh, basically went up the cliff sides uh, on, on top of the dam and then tried to go down through the dam from the top. This uh, time you're going to basically kind of go probably around the other way and in uh, in through kind of the lake on the other side of the dam. Uh, Samsung Jotham, you know that area kind of well. There's this huge lake formed by the dam and it is, it looks like it was probably at one point, uh, I'm just telling you what you remember from your travels. You don't, you you're not there yet. Kind of a quarry uh, that was hollowed out that they probably used to manufacture uh, the rock and uh, stone for the dam itself. So it is uh, kind of very steep cliff sides all around this lake. Uh, but Samsung, you know, there's a place where there's kind of a rocky beach that would probably be the easiest way uh, to uh, access the dam. I forget exactly how long I said it took you to uh, get there last time, but I think the answer is more than a day's travel, especially to get kind of beyond the dam to this lake on the other side of the dam. To the beach. The beach. Anything else you want to accomplish in White Sparrow before you We've head out there? kind of spent all our money. So... Um, is there anything particularly heavy that we're carrying that we don't need that we should leave behind? I'm thinking that... I've noticed I have an iron pot, um, and I'm thinking that might drown me. I think one of the things might be that if we're weighed down, we can walk along the bottom. Oh, okay. In that case, I'll keep it. Um, so you might, you might, might want a, to sort of like... One way, a one-way pot. You go down, <laughs> and then when you let, drop it, to so leave it there. Yeah. So. Is it, it, this is the ballast that will keep us down and, and mm -hmm. under the radar. If, you, the... if anyone needs ballast that is... Uh, there is also... There are, uh, I suspect, between here and the dam, a variety of rocks. Yes. And we rock. can keep all of our and things until we get there. Yes. Case, pro tip. we don't know what we're going to meet. Yeah. Pro tip. Wait until you're much closer to the dam to pick up a heavy rock. Don't pick <laughs> up the first heavy rock you see outside the tavern and bring it all the way to, to, the, to, the, to the dam. Um, but but if you see why a nice enough? rock on the way, you know, mm -hmm. if it's a pretty one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, wait, do they come in rock collecting, eh? Mm. Right. <laughs> this is the stuff of adventure. Building our own um, dam. Yes. Uh, anything else you want to do? Um, 
I mean, we're all pretty rested. We've got a reasonable amount of gear. Everybody We've eat got... some onions before you uh-huh. go. Yeah, we should take some onions in case we get hungry on the way. Um, I mean, I assume those to... are pretty much free for the taking because nobody yeah. can do anything with them. Yeah, I think there's yeah there's there's uh, there's a sign behind the bar that's like onions. Uh, you know, one for a copper piece, five for a copper piece, free. <laughs> crossed out, yeah. So, um, yep. And we can throw them at people. You mm-hmm. know. Sure. Excellent. They can serve us ballast. If we need to fake crying at any point, mm-hmm. uh, an onion could be helpful. All right. Um, so you set out, uh, you travel over the land. It is, you know, it's a hot day. It's summer here in the valley. Uh, and it is, you know, the, there's just... Things are kind of uh, dry and uh, uh, not pleasant for, for your hike across the open countryside uh, in the direction of the dam. Uh, and you do have to kind of scale up some kind of mountainous terrain and then come back down on the other side of that uh, to reach the lakeshore that Samson Jotham uh, was familiar with. Um, so there is a place where there is uh, kind of a path down from the green uh cliffs to a sandy rocky beach uh below and i will tell you just as you're uh kind of at the top of the cliffs uh looking down you have a perfect view of the the kind of the beach uh and the huge lake reservoir beyond created by the dam and kind of just parked in the middle of this little inlet here where the beach is um at, at, you know i don't know 30 or 40 feet out to, to into the water there is a rowboat and there look to be uh two I would say greenish uh, uh, humanoids uh, in that rowboat, just sitting sitting on the lake. This might be a good point for that charm person spell. Mm. Oh, I was going oh. to do something else to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Oh, you are up con- at the top. Con- very say, charming. We're, we're Don't sell yourself short. Right oh, you yes, are very far not. away from them, and you're up on a cliffside. There is no way that they would be. You're you're like almost a hundred feet away from them, up on the cliffs. They are oblivious to your presence. They are they are in a, in a I guess a tactically here. Uh, they have a commanding view of the lake. They do not have a commanding view of the cliffs up, especially the top of the cliffs where you are. Uh, I am not even going to make you roll any stealth or anything from here in terms of you're up on the cliffs. So you have a uh, pretty good bird's eye view of the whole situation here. There's kind of a switch switchbacky path uh, over on this part of the uh, the cliffs. It's a pretty a decent sized drop straight down there. It looks like there's like a bunch of just wreckage uh, here that kind of a makeshift campsite. Um, uh, and then, yeah, and then there's two. So how two, long have we been two, traveling at this point? Uh, I'm going to say this is like the second day of travel. So. Okay. 85, huh? So can, so we've already had you already had a long rest overnight. Yeah. Can we so, recognize, are we close enough that we can recognize who's in the boat? Uh, why don't you give me a perception what check a perception? with disadvantage? Because you're far away and they're on a boat. Oh. 13. You know, uh, they're definitely goblins, uh, 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 Bellin, and one of them looks, you know, I don't know how many goblins you are on a close uh, basis with. One of them looks familiar, and perhaps that familiarity is enhanced <gasps> by the comical number of bandages all about his head. <laughs> I think I'm going to kill this goblin. guy right now. I, uh, I go up here and I hide. That's, I, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. Prong, you are, you know, you're hidden. I, I am. I. This might be uh, me being typecast, but I'm wondering if I could set the boat on fire. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I think it's certainly possible to set a boat on fire. I'm not sure what mechanism you would use to do I, that. I would use a firebolt, which has a range yeah. of 120 feet. I'm going to take out my short bow. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's possible. You know, you all have the element of surprise here. You could confer on an ambush. This is not necessarily a thing that you need to settle with violence, but sure seems like that's what you want to do. <laughs> I mean, uh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. That, I, I just feel like you went there real fast and with, with a glee uh, that is that in other circumstances would be unsettling. Um, we just bought sheep potions, and we <clears throat> had a pretty rough go of it last yeah. time. And and yeah, Krong I, has a score to settle with that guy. I, I will just get it. I will just mention uh, it does briefly occur to you, Samson Jotham, uh, that a boat might be useful for some of your plan. I don't know if your excellent plan had a boat. In. I, I can see another boat sitting at the bottom yeah. of the water there, <laughs> mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> oh yeah, you want a used boat, an, an underwater boat? I, I I just like to quickly interject with that boat currently has two mm. people in it, and one of us is mm. a bugbear. Mm. Uh, which possibly is a similar weight yeah. to two people. So it does not. It does, yeah. There's not a lot about that boat that suggests that it's a five person boat. <laughs> so yeah, uh, a two goblin boat is not gonna. Okay, perhaps can, we... can a two goblin boat might be a buckbear boat. A buckbear. Can we tell no extras? where they're going? Did you say Tony? I'm sorry. Oh, the bu- um, it, they're basically parked. The, the they're, robot ju- oh, they're just hanging out. They're the parked in the middle of the river. Of yeah, the of the Are little. They... Of... They're kind of they're, parked in this inlet. They're, you know, 30 feet out. They seem to be kind of bickering. Uh, it's, I think it's probably too far away to overhear them, but like they're, yeah, they're just sitting there. Uh, one of the, one of the goblins does have oars. He's not paddling. Uh, the other goblins facing him and it's just like, they're just, they're just there. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Um, are these bo- boulders on the beach? Like is, are those rocks big enough that we could hide behind them? Yeah, or? sure. Why not? Okay. I really want to kill the goblin grin. Who says I shouldn't? I'm in favor. I mean, if we're going to kill one of them, we might as well kill both of them. I was wondering if we can sneak closer and overhear what they're saying to potentially get some useful information before we kill them. Uh, uh, Not preventing the killing, just deferring it. It's so much easier to kill them from here without them knowing we (laughs) exist. You you can stay here. I'll go down and eavesdrop and come back and tell you you can kill them. All right, go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Gemica, I'm going to ask you to make a stealth check. Let's say that you have advantage because they are distracted uh, and oblivious. To, they, they seem okay. to be basically uh, watching the lake and not watching the beach, which seems poor from a guard's point of view. I mean, I assume these are guards because they're, they're goblins. Um, and that's what they do in life. Uh, I roll a <laughs> 19 right. plus two you is 21. You expertly pick your way down the sandy uh, little switchbacks from the cliffs to the beach below and take up a up of kind of you find a nice little hidey spot behind a boulder of your choosing and you are now uh, I think close enough that you can hear kind of across the their voices kind of carry in a weird echoey fashion across uh the lake uh and uh Dan do, do, could you uh, give give us a little a little bit of goblin there and this elf lady said I had seven toes but you can see right here I've got 10 Ten toes, grin ten toes, that's what they call me. So, yeah, why aren't you rowing? You're supposed to be rowing. Grin seems to be uh, kind of berating the other goblet who is holding the oars. He is holding his foot much too close to another person's face um, and wiggling his toes. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I used some of these four days to learn some new skills. Unfortunately, this came with the cost of um, losing some uh, some other skills, which means I no longer have the ability to message. So I'm just going to signal up the cliff, wave, 
um, and and let Kron know that he is good to go. I fire. Um, and uh, I I really want, I wanted to know what the information that you could have gained from that conversation though, so is not going to lead to his murder. I was hoping that there would be something like, oh, there are fifty oh, yeah, guards yeah. inside yeah. Let's now. Just, let's talk about the like number and of the guards. Queen told me that she's going to put her defenses. Oh, yeah. Now remember, we have to remember, watch the secret door right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, I do have a, a small request for Krong, uh, out of character. Um, is there a tell so you can shoot his toes off? Of the <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about how about an arrow through the foot before an arrow? We through can head? cut. We can cut the toes off the corpse if you like. He used to yes. be an adventurer, but then he took an arrow through the foot. <laughs> Here's what you're going to do. You all get basically a surprise round. Uh, you can basically take, it sounds like you're all doing kind of an attack. Uh, some of your attacks may be limited in terms of what you can do by distance, or you may some of your attacks may be at uh, disadvantage due to the long range that you're at. Uh, but I'm going to ask each of you uh, to tell me what you're going to do as some kind of attack. Uh, Shelly, I'm just going to move Kayla up kind of up there. Um, Thank and, you. Um, okay. Krom, um, how do I do the range check uh, oh there's wait, a little it's over thing here. that looks like a circle with a rectangle next to it i'm gonna tell you it looks like gamica you are about 45 feet away from them other people maybe more like 60 feet um krong did you have a thing ready to go that you wanted to do so yeah, the, uh, the uh goblins in the uh in the rowboat are grin uh from who you remember from last time you might remember from last time and uh an unnamed an as yet unnamed goblin that i have a name for that we may never learn the name of um so we can see um, it on the map okay yeah but you haven't been introduced yeah. yet um i don't think we're gonna get formally introduced so krong it sounds like you're ready so i'll just All let right. you go you first. shoot him first it's just oh no they got scabs <laughs> well, i shoot grin with scabs. my short bow i have advantage because i am hidden all right what is the range of a short bow 80 feet wow that's not that short I would call Long that a medium really bow. far. My crossbow is also That's, 85. I did not roll super well. 14 to hit. Uh, Dan, uh, uh, I, I can tell that, you. Grin's yeah. armor class is 15. An uh, arrow plunks into the boat oh, right no. by Grin's foot. Right. And I was saying, missing him. At, it, go, it, it, you go, it, goes, uh, it hits the far side of the boat, so it lands below water level. So there's now a trickle of water coming into the boat. <laughs> No! Now we just need to wait. Uh, <laughs> Grin and uh, Scabs uh, turn around and look frantically somewhere on the cliff. Someone is trying to murder them. They I will take a bonus yet. action to rehide. All right. <laughs> I think a bird dropped an arrow on the boat. Um, <laughs> and stupid. I will move um, here. <laughs> All right. All right. Who else is ready to go on this surprise round? I'm ready. T- take it. Take it, Bellin. Okay, um, I'm going to move kind of over here so that I have a better line of sight. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use my light crossbow. Uh, 12. So I think that my arrow um, maybe lands, or my crossbow bolt lands pretty close to Krong's arrow. Okay. It's, just... it's another bird. That bo- yeah. boat is getting full of arrows. Um, who else is ready? So I'm ready with my longbow. I don't know if I'm... Take your longbow shot, uh, Shelly. Yeah. Uh, Slash slash Kayla. Slash Kayla. Uh, And I have a 16. All right. A 16 will hit. You want to roll... And I'm sorry, were you targeting Grin or other goblin? Uh, Grin. 
All right. Roll damage with your longbow. I forget what it is off the top of my head. I think it's 1d8 plus 2. There you go. 3 plus 2. 5. All right. 5 is a significant amount of damage for a goblin to take. Uh, Grin is like, you get him in the torso. Uh, Dan, what's that sound like? Uh, something shot me. Just start rowing. Get us out of here. Grin looks uh, extremely unwell. If bloodied were a thing in 5th edition, he would be rather bloodied. Um, all right. Uh, Gemica, you ready? Uh, yes, I can't find my hit DC, so if somebody I messaged my character sheet to could help me out with that, please. Yeah, uh, this sure. is what happens yep. when you play on my I got it. Are you doing a spell uh, I rolled... or an attack? Yeah, what do you, what do you uh, No, I'm just going to shoot with my crossbow. I've rolled a 15. Um, so... That'll hit. Don't worry about the math on uh, that. Yeah, that's that's a grin, to yep. be clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Sorry, grin. Well, not that uh, sorry. <laughs> But he is pretty indestructible. Eh. We've shot him a lot. I mean... <laughs> I impersonated him for a very All long right. time. Your very crossbow <gasps> uh, for future That's the plus new play. Yes. Go ahead. Plus three to hit, and then it's 1d8 plus one piercing damage. All right. Throwing a d8. Uh, seven. Okay. That would have been really bad if Grim Grin was at full health. Uh, Grin collapses in the... the uh, uh, out of the boat. He out of the boat. Okay. Out All right. The boat. This is what a co dungeon master Excellent. is. Excellent. This saves us um, getting rid of yeah. the body later. Grin Perfect. is now, I mean, he is unconscious. So but unless you is, see a body, he is floating face <laughs> down with a crossbow boat and a, a longbow arrow. I guess, I don't know if you can tell. Can you tell with an arrow what kind of what bow it came from? Is this <laughs> like yeah, crossbow bolts are very different from longbow arrows. <laughs> okay, well, are longbow arrows different than short bow yep. arrows? Um, yeah, they're longer. The short bow yeah. arrow is in the boat, right? All right, so yes, Grin is now uh, floating face down in the lake with several uh, uh, artillery uh, <laughs> munitions. It's probably fine. Uh, it stuck through him. Um, uh, scabs, the... Uh, as yet un- unattacked goblin who had to sit in a robot with grin looks i don't know i think this is a mixed uh, like this is a mixed bag for him on the bright side grin is not there anymore on the downside and the toes ba- battlefield promotion yeah on the downside <laughs> it may be that someone who is uh killing grin wants to kill him soon who has not gone le- in the surprise round samson i have not gone samson what's your plan here oh so i have a choice between i could use a short bow which would work, and that gives me 1d6 plus 2 damage, or I could use a firebolt, assuming that it won't set the boat on fire, and that gives me 1d10 damage. Hmm. I would save spells. Real prisoners. It, it's a cantrip. I can it's use it as many, time, many times as I want. Nice cantrip. It's a great cantrip. That is a handy cantrip. Yeah. Artifices um, are very powerful. Remember when Samson Dawson also wanted to bring a gun, and I was mad that I wouldn't let him bring a gun? <laughs> Yes. So I just faked a gun with my firebolt. Um, I am going to try the firebolt because I I, I feel that that's what Samson would do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I have rolled a 21. All right. You hit and you're aiming for scabs and not the boat. I'm aiming for scabs. I, I mean, trying to set Grin's body on fire. Would well, be... he's, he's floating in the in the lake next to the boat. So. I know. I could still set him on fire. He's but... very or waterlogged at you this point. Yeah, that, that might be saving him from drowning. We don't know. Uh, how do fire <laughs> I think that's work? how it works. Yeah. How do goblins work? Yeah. Um, okay. I've been, I... I've been trained in basic lifesaving, but we didn't have firebolt, so I don't know what, how we would have used that. Um, I do uh, seven damage. Dan, do you want to tell them how many hit points a typical goblin has? 
Not that many, and roughly, let's say seven. It is seven. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scabs uh, goes down. He crumples into the boat itself uh, from the uh, firebolt. So congratulations. Uh, we didn't. I asked you to roll initiative. We didn't even really need it because your ambush as it were, it was very successful. Uh, the goblins were immediately, or at least all the goblins you can see so far, immediately defeated. Um, one goblin is floating, and one ex-goblin is floating in the lake. The other one is slumped over in his uh, rowboat. The oars are floating next to the rowboat that he has dropped upon being firebolted. Uh, good job. What do you want to do next? I think rush towards the boat and and try and put out any fires that are currently raging in the okay. uh, inside. So I would like obviously, to second that uh, idea. Well, maybe not obviously. Um, um, there is the question, I guess, of just how um, you know n- n- we're not dealing with uh, potions yet, but just how how aquatic are your characters uh, in general? Um, I'm going to tell you, I don't think s- swimming along the surface shouldn't be too hard unless you've decided that your character is real bad at swimming. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, have you ever seen a sloth swim with those really long arms? No, can sloths swim? Oh yeah, they swim great. Really? Okay. Wow. Do they look funny afterwards with Facts. all their fur all wet? They look great. They, look they always terrible. look great. They always always look great. Um, um, I just like to take a moment to use my dagger and cut my wonderful dress off at the knees because I have a feeling it go. might make the rest I, of this adventure a little. I thought easier. you were going to cut the toes off Grin there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. We haven't so got to the basic, boat yet. Uh, swimming, um, each foot of movement costs one extra foot. So basically, you move. You, you're you're better at being on land and uh, than you are in water. You move uh, half as uh, quickly on water, unless you have a swimming speed, which I think it's unlikely any of you do, unless you were an aquatic creature. Um, you also, it, when it comes to it, uh, I believe are disadvantaged at making attacks underwater, unless you have. Uh, weapons specifically built for doing underwater related things. So I'm going to assume I am good at acrobatics. Yeah. Does that not do me? I don't a favor think it here? necessarily helps you. Um, so I will assume that anyone who wanted to uh, could swim out to the uh, the boat and do whatever you need to do. So uh, you can you can decide flavor wise how good or bad you are at that. But it is within your abilities. Uh, some of you may do it effortlessly. Some of you might you know it, it might be uh. Yeah, especially if you're, I don't know, carrying a lot of armor or, I don't know, Sanson Jotham, you probably, t- you can travel around with an artificer's kit full of stuff. Uh, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking, could I take that little boat at the bottom and then go out to the big boat? And So there is could... a, there is a boat on the beach. Uh, you, you approach it and check it out. It is kind of like the skeletal remains of a boat. It looks like it might date to the, uh, the dwarven, uh, clan that uh operated the uh the 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 dam it is like the ancient dinosaur version of a boat it's got several pretty uh it's missing a lot of what you would consider the boat parts of it on the inside uh but it is the general shape of it so the seaworthiness of it seems suspect i do notice quite a bit of uh uh, wood in the various boxes at the bottom and i do also make a boat i have a cantrip uh for mending which Mm. enables me to well, yeah, maybe fine. stretching, mending. You yeah, can, you can mend much... the existing boats, probably. Yeah, that's true. There's... Yes, that would be fine. You cannot take a skeletal, like remains of a boat, and turn it into a boat. I, I just read, and it does say the spare the spell repairs a single break or tear in an object. 
There's also, I mean, I think building a boat yeah. is hard. This is not okay. a make a boat spell. You could probably build a raft. Okay, so you can deal with the holes that you put in yeah. the boat. You know, I mean, I think, I'm just going to warn you. We put it in I think boat. some people are going to get wet in this adventure. Uh, you know, two people <laughs> could, first row. Could, uh, could be in the rowboat. <laughs> Other people could swim next to the boat. Um, you know, you've got options. Um, but, you know, if this is like, yeah. I think if we could improvise a raft and then sort of tow that behind the oh, yeah. boat. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Yeah, we've got ropes. I, I'm like, apparently. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Tony, what I'm, can't you do half with dress here? <laughs> to- towing a, ro- a, a raft with a boat is a reasonable use of rope. It's almost so reasonable that it's hard to believe that a player suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for uh, disappointing yeah. you. All right. So, uh, you know, you've decided that this, uh, as part of your kind of stealth operation here, this is, Samson Jotham, is this all according to your plan, theoretically? Yes, this is exactly how. I mean, if you look at the blueprint, you can see like the little bow, everything. Sure looks like what? that was added recently. And the dead goblins. Yeah. I have an idea. Go ahead. We put the dead goblins in the boat and hide. So that way, when we get near the dam, they think. It's just grin and scabs coming mm. back. I, I like this weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is not the worst plan. It's, I've heard worse. I would make a slight amendment. Significantly worse. I, they'll be surprised as to why they've improvised a raft that has a suspicious like mm-hmm. tarpaulin will, over. Will that, they? Hey, you've met Grin. Um, it, 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 this seems... Grin, Grin, Grin is unique. <laughs> All right. Was. was. <laughs> um, we we fish the the uh, bloody corpse out of the water and mm-hmm. uh, put out some of the larger fires on scabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, prop them up. Yep. We like Maybe, sunglasses. Here's an idea. Can we just quickly dunk scabs in the water to make sure that there are no remaining fires? Yes. Yes, and, and, and then maybe search quick him bath. to see if he has anything on him that might be useful to us. Uh, scabs and Grin do not seem to have anything useful on, on them. They, they they are goblins. Uh, their ways are uh, strange to you, except possibly to Krong. Uh, inside each of their pockets, they have a bunch of shiny stones, uh, some little rusty bits of metal that they probably picked up in the dam. And uh, Scabs has like a squirrel skull. Uh, squirrel skull. That's a hard thing to say. Squirrel skull. Squirrel skull. Um, a squirrel's skull is in his pocket. A they don't have any squirrel money. Squirrels. Uh, they had short bows that they never got to use. Um, and horrible. Oh, anybody I would like to take bow? one of those. Uh, they are goblin manufactured short bows of inferior quality with goblin arrows of inferior quality. But you could have them. Nah, they. It wouldn't be a terrible idea to have extras. Yeah, sure. It might. We could use them for firewood. If um. Else. Exactly. Yeah. So you get the bodies of Scabs and Grin set up in the boat. Uh, you build a makeshift raft uh, that will. The, I'm not entirely sure how the boat is moving because the people. I, I think who one of us got to row the boat. One yeah, of us is in the boat. I think somebody needs to like holding up. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody Grin. with has a goblin corpse sitting on their lap while they have to row a boat. Yep, and it's sort of puppeteering. Uh, grin. So- hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I have a cantrip for disguise self. Oh, and I have previously passed myself off as Grin. Oh. All right, so you, so, uh, um, so never mind the Grin corpse. Just <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> let's just let that one go. out of the boat. All right, Grin sinks, sinks yeah. to the body bottom of the lake. Bye, Grin. Uh, so it's just you and Scab. Oh wait, wait, boat. wait. This may not be a cantrip. 
It is, is a first level spell. Which you hey, can it's cast. a spell. So I'm going to use the spell slot for that. My, yeah, it, it's gone it missing. Will, but, and it will also um, only last one hour, keep in mind. I mean, it might be helpful being Grin. Later? Possibly. Um, it'll take us less than an okay. hour to get there. It's a cantrip. You can refresh it right before we get up. It's not a cantrip. It's it's a no, it's, it's a first level, so oh, I can't okay. refresh. Never mind then. Um, no, I, we can yeah. cast it yeah. when we're three quarters of the way there or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. All right. Um, right so, I think we need to get out to a certain point and then we drink our potions and then we go. We go. Under. I think looking at your plan, Samson Jotham, you might want to basically get to like the where the you know the water is up against the dam and then yep. go down. Right. That's that seems all right. Like, if these things are only going to last like ten minutes, mm-hmm. they that seems, well, yeah. They're, they're they, the bot. The label says an hour. Uh, yeah, I know. How old are they? They're ten years old. Mm. Yeah. So you divide by ten. Is that mm-hmm. how it works? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you improvise your macabre scene with uh, Gemica as uh, taking on Grim. Grim left to sink to the bottom of the lake. Scabs propped up there. I guess Gemica, you'll have to do the rowing, uh, towing kind of a makeshift raft, which the rest of you are hiding on slash kind of being towed by. Um, stretched and, out, relaxing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> sunning yourselves. Uh, Getting nice palm tan. trees on this yeah. raft by any chance. I, I made... Wearing beach shorts and uh, sunglasses is a good look. Um, <laughs> uh, like from the wood, from those uh, crates, made some deck chairs. So we're just okay. kind of like sitting. So you uh, you do that as you get uh, closer to the dam. Uh, people uh, perhaps dip off the uh, raft so they'll be less obvious. And uh, you do see some other goblin patrols uh, moving around on the top of the dam. It looks like uh, they they have kind of in the intervening time since you were here rearmed and fortified themselves on the top of the dam. Uh, Gamica will assume that you wave to somebody who does not wave back at Grin, um, and you are now kind of in the shadow of the dam, right against the dam proper, uh, ready to uh, to head uh, down beneath the water, um, or at least move on with the next stage of your plan, which has gone flawlessly. <laughs> Did did I cast the the disguise self spell? I thought or... you did. Or at least I. Um... Yes. Okay. Let's just clarify that I did. Okay. I think that allowed you allowed you ago. to get your uh, your boat. Yeah. Uh, you know. Perfect. I think there were probably a variety of ways to traverse the lake, uh, whether disguised as goblins or not, and that this might have been perhaps the safest and most direct way of doing it versus say just trying to swim across the lake or take the potions on the beach and traverse the bottom of the lake. Uh, this this got you the closest uh, as probably the safest given the sketchy nature of the potions, uh, but did cost you a spell slot uh, in resources to get there. That's um, a good, all right. good trade-off as far as I'm concerned. So the, uh, the next stage of the plan will be to imbibe these uh, strange liquids and hope that they uh, are of sufficient magical potency to protect you as you go down into the lake and from within the lake into the dam itself. Can you float down to the bottom of a lake? Can you float down? Yeah. I, think you I have an iron pot. Yeah, I, mean, I can float whichever it's, direction It's more controlled I want. than sinking. Okay. Sinking is just like, got it. You float, floating you is float like, downstream. I think I'll yeah. sink. Mm, I have a feeling. Like a leaf on the wind. Um, so you're you're uh, I I envision you as uh uh well Gemica is still disguised as a goblin in the boat uh the rest of you kind of hanging out uh perhaps under things on the raft or being in the water uh holding on to the raft 
you've got your little potions. Each one looks like this glass orb with murky water inside with a lot of bubbles kind of moving around inside of it. What next, friends? Uh, I'll drink one. Why don't I go first? It's my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's important. If you die, we can all go home. Yep, exactly. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a canary in a potion coal mine. Hmm. Maybe put Potions. the blueprints in the boat before you drink in case you drown yeah. immediately. All yes, oh, those are worthless. By which I mean, <laughs> don't drown. <laughs> All right. Uh, the uh, cloudy green, uh, murky, ocean watery looking substance inside the glass orb, Sansom, it smells like the sea. Um, as you glug it down, uh, the bubbles in it are actually uh, kind of like a jelly-like substance. It's a little bit like boba, uh, which is a little disconcerting because uh, I don't think they have that uh, in the world of D&D. So you, you kind of you sputter a little bit on those. Um, but you, uh, you, I, I think it's, you know, it's down the hatch. It's in one go. You imbibe the thing. Uh, you are not poisoned. I am not making asking you to roll anything poison related. Uh, you are still sitting there on the raft feeling okay. I will straight into the water. Let's see what this can do. All right. Uh, do you just jump in or do you stick your head underwater? What does that look like? Um, I, 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 I don't want to create like a big splash. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. physically, not metaphorically. Like, a, like an otter. Just yeah, I'm just going to like water. just slide into the water. You slide in. All right. You slide in and you kind of push yourself underwater. You know, your body does... Uh, want to uh, be kind of naturally float up uh, based on the uh, the air in your lungs and whatnot. And there is kind of the, uh, I think, the disconcerting sense where, you know, magically you have the ability to breathe underwater. But I think this is probably the first time you've done this and it takes a little bit uh, to kind of convince your body that you can breathe underwater. Uh, so there is kind of a thing where like, you are just instinctively holding your breath because you're underwater, which is what traditionally you would do until you basically can't hold your breath anymore. And you feel the um, air kind of bursting out of your lungs and the cold feeling as the water kind of rushes in. And it's almost like drowning, except then you're just breathing water. Um, I, I stick one hand up above the surface of the water and give a thumbs up. Um. <laughs> I reach wow, out and pull him out of the water. I, I always wonder what happened. Are you after okay? You Are you okay? Too. <laughs> uh, so if I can breathe underwater, can I breathe above water? I believe so. Okay, just checking. Interesting <laughs> question. It's, it's a potion of. It's a potion of. I, that's my interpretation of it, Dan. Let me know if you have a different. It's potion of water breathing, not potion of only water breathing. Right, right. <laughs> you can continue to breathe there. This could be a very short adventure when we get out at the other end and then all drown yeah. in the air. I mean, we yeah. could just wait it out underwater. <laughs> to be fair, flopping around like dead fish on the on the, on the, on the beach. Um, okay. Well, I I tell everybody that it seems perfectly safe. Uh, and we should uh, press on. All right. I'll, All right. I'll take mine and just like belly flop into the water and sink like a stone to All the right. bottom. Uh, Bellin, you are first down to the to, to the bottom of the lake. Uh, I will assume that the others uh, follow. You know, depending again how much you take to water, like a fish or not like a fish, you may be sinking, you may be floating, you may have to actively kind of swim down toward the bottom of the lake. Um, but you find yourself down there it is kind of peaceful. Um, it's very quiet. Um, there is does not seem like there's a lot of sea life around. Um, you know, the 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 it's 
the the water is relatively clean and clear, so there is some sunlight uh, coming in. Um, and but you're you're just standing on the kind of uh, sandy bottom of this uh, lake, surrounded by blue murkiness all around you, one way or another. Well, I I do a sort of um, you know like uh, SEAL Team Six style gestures, point in the rough direction that we're supposed to go. D- does anyone else acknowledge those gestures? I just say what, and it comes out a little weird because we're underwater, but also we can breathe, yeah, so we I can talk. To, it's it's a, in, it is a well, it's a potion of water breathing, not a potion of water talk. Just to be <laughs> just to be clear, Stop. in in the uh, the Forgotten Realms, SEAL Team Six is a team of six seals. Uh, who are well known for is. their synchronized swimming practices. That was, of course, the reference I was yes, making. Yeah. Of course. I, I'm just sending my thought bubbles out to say that I'm I'm following along. Happy to be here. I've had my potion. I took it with an onion garnish, sort of a Gibson mm. kind of a thing, and now I'm ready nice. to go. Crunchy. Uh, Gamaka, I, I think it's probably real hard to communicate underwater. Um because okay. I think sound travels poorly underwater. So you can certainly try, uh, but probably complicated ideas may be lost and hand gestures uh, are going to be helpful. Unless we can do sort of sure. whale level uh, yeah. bass noises. Whoa, yeah, or whoa, is anyone secretly whoa. a whale? <laughs> I mean, Krong is... You spoke whale, Monty? Yeah. Krong has got quite a deep voice, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, so lots of hand gestures, which makes for great podcasting. Uh, so you are kind of trudging along the bottom of the lake. Uh, Sansom, you think you have a rough idea of where you're going to be able to get into uh, the dam. You know there are obviously uh, water goes into the dam. There are a variety of places along the uh, uh, the dam where that, that could happen. And you specifically have one in mind that you, know, you think will be helpful in terms of where it'll put you out uh, in the dam um, uh, such that you can accomplish what you're here to do. Um uh, and as you are kind of headed in the direction, uh, you almost trip on something. There's something kind of uh, seems like perhaps somewhat obscured in the sandy uh, bottom of the lake uh, beneath you. And the thing that you almost trip on uh, kind of moves suddenly and tries to wrap itself around your leg. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to roll some dice. That's just something I do for fun sometimes. Roll this <laughs> oh, dear. Die. Uh, Samson Jotham, I have rolled an 11. That will do nothing. All right. Uh, I will tell you, uh, the creature is now visible. There appears to be some kind of aquatic, multi-armed, large uh, uh, creature in front of you uh, in the water. Samson Jotham. Well, my trusty firebolt, this is one situation where it's going to be pretty useless. Uh, Hope you brought a water bolt. What I did bring... Which I'd forgotten since the last time we did this adventure uh, is that I have a sword in my arm, and that would <laughs> seem appropriate. Painful. Well, it is painful every time it comes out. It's just I have to suppress a scream. The trick is the trick is not minding that it hurts. Don't yeah. suppress it. It's a good battle cry. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a cut rate Wolverine? <laughs> I've been cold worse. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I will attempt to use my arm blade uh, rapier to hit Otto. All right. So we got to figure out a few things here as far as underwater combat goes. So you are all in a you know I don't think any of you have fought horrible sea monsters on the bottom of the ocean or 
freshwater before. Um, so there are some challenges. Obviously, your ability to move around is impeded. You're swimming, so you will only be able to move half as much as normal. Some weapons work well underwater, and some do not. Uh, so... Uh, let's see here. Dan, I am reading that uh, you have disadvantage on attacks unless the weapon is a dagger, javelin, short sword, spear, or trident. I'm going to count an arm sword as a form of uh, short sword. That if he has a reasonable. long sword, first of all, he's a gnome. So uh, by mm. definition, if there's a sword in his arm, it probably can't be very long. It's a short sword. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. It also says range weapon attacks automatically miss a target beyond the weapon's normal range. Uh, you have disadvantage in general. And um, uh, unless crossbow net or a weapon that is thrown like a javelin spear trident or dart um and uh creatures in the water uh, have resistance to fire i have a question about the first thing you said uh the thing i'm looking at says when making a melee weapon attack a creature that doesn't have a swimming speed has disadvantage on the attack roll unless the weapon is a dagger javelin short sword spear spear or strident that doesn't apply to us because we have swimming speeds right no, you don't have swimming speeds because you're not aquatic. There's a specific, okay. yeah. Your speed is half. You need because to have, you are not. You it need to have explicitly fins. said. Okay. So some some creatures do. If there were like an aquatic elf among you or something like that, there's they a. Have they're, they're called sea elves, Dan. <laughs> um, a sea elf or a sahuingen, which are uh, horrible fish monsters. Sorry, sahuingens, but you're horrible fish monsters. Wow. Uh, there are a variety of creature types you can play in D and D that have swim speeds. Let me tell you. Otto the octopus has a swim speed. He is in his element. Um, so Water. though you are able to breathe, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll be clear. Uh, no, he's sand. Um, uh, th- though you have uh, the ability to breathe underwater, uh, you are out of your element. <laughs> You're out of your element, and uh, you know it's it's a little bit harder to fight underwater. Which you know you may want to think about in terms of uh, being murdered by an octopus. So Samson Jotham, we just determined that you do not have disadvantage with a short sword. It is moving around is harder. You're going to roll an attack on this octopus. Yeah, I'm going to try and stab it in its octopus face. All right. So there is a, and this is to be clear, this is a, a giant octopus. This is a t- kind of ten foot long monstrosity. It's got a huge head, uh, at least eight arms, probably just eight, uh, lashing around with uh, suckers on them. Uh, and it, uh, it seems like perhaps you, it was just sleeping peacefully, and then you stepped on its leg, and it is unhappy with you being here. So Samson, roll it. Does anyone speak octopus? Uh, uh I speak goblin. I don't think we can talk our way out of this then. Uh, uh, so. I, I nearly had speaking to animals. Unfortunately, I yeah, discovered that, like that a, in favor classic of spell. something yep. else. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh, violence. You just be like, that's oh, wait, a misunderstanding. I have plus three on animal handling. Does that help us in any way? That if you wanted to tame the octopus, if the octopus wasn't trying to kill you, that would potentially help you. Is the octopus but, trying to kill us, or is he just octopus. a little pissed off that we disturbed his afternoon slumber? Let's find out together, Samson. Okay. I feel that I'm going to stab it in the face, so... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to it try and kill us after predisposed. that. <laughs> yeah, so this is a one-way trip. <laughs> I mean, this was a one-way trip for all of us. Um, um, excuse me. Thanks for the heads up. Bad deal. Um, I have rolled uh, 19. All right. That is plenty to hit an octopus. Please roll damage. Okay. That's 1d8 plus 3. All right. Dan, I'll track damage on the octopus. You can do the octopus attacks. And I don't know if you have any octopus-related dialogue. Um, I rolled 10. 10. 
Okay. Uh, all set, Samson? Um, uh, I don't think I can do much. I could try swimming away, but then presumably there would be an uh, opportunity yep. attack. There would. Bonus actions. What do I have? No. Okay. I don't think there's much I can do, so I'm just going to stand my ground. Or stand my sand, water, whatever. Um, all right. Bellin, you are next. Um, I guess I'm going to use stay back here and use my crossbow going against all of my better judgment, but my melee weapons are a morning star and a war hammer. So that's going to be not great. great Yeah. So I'm going to, um, load a crossbow bolt and, uh, 21 to hit. Oh, wow. Okay. I was worried. I thought this red octopus would be a threat, but you are not having any trouble hitting it underwater. Um, that's seven points of damage. Got it. And I guess that's my turn because I can't take two weapon fighting if I'm only using a crossbow. Crossbow boat. Uh, Gamaka, you're next. Uh, I'm going to use my crossbow as well. Um, and so rolling a d20. I have squared eight. Uh, plus uh, eight is, my is DC? the number of arms it has. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. I, I don't that? remember Fun. my DC and I can't find it because D&D Beyond's app is not amazing. Uh, sorry, I just had your character sheet open. Oh, wait, it's plus three, it. so that's 11. Let me tell you, 11, normally not not the best number. It's like a kind of middling number. Our armor class of an octopus is 11, so what? that'll hit. Okay. Nice. They have a lot of okay. hit points. They're not hard. They, I mean, one of the advantages of an octopus, they've got a lot of arms. That means there's a lot of targets. Um, <laughs> okay. So. so I rolled five um, plus one. Right. It means I do six damage. Um, six damage. Yep. And I'm going to use my bonus action. Um, and my bonus action is Bardic Inspiration, which um, allows me to add an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw. And I am going to cast Bardic Inspiration on Krong, because I have a feeling that he may be able to do some damage here. All right. Who is next? It looks like Caleb is next. Right. I have a dagger. So we're just going to get up close and we're going to use that dagger. And... All right. So you pull out your dagger and swim at the octopus's face. Or tentacles. You got you got options. Uh, <laughs> I think let's go for his face because it's already wounded. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have an 11 plus a 4 is 15. That'll do it. Tell me about damage. Four is, 2 plus 4 is 6. All right. I will tell you, you plunged your dagger into the octopus's head, and there is blood pumping out of the octopus. Uh, the octopus is just swirling around in the water. There's sand and octopus blood everywhere, and this octopus is in trouble and unhappy that it thought that, you know, it looked, Samson Jotham looked like he was going to be a nice meal, but there seems to be several other people with Samson Jotham that are really just messing this octopus's day up. Uh, Krong? I'm glad to hear about all this sand and octopus blood floating around because I would like to hide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the map just shows clear blue water. <laughs> yep. Yep. Until you guys got here, this was a lovely bottom of a lake. Can I hide with a bonus action? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I rolled a, uh, a 24 to do that. All right. Well Oct- octopus. Yeah. <laughs> we just checked. Yeah, octopus, only eight arms, not eight eyes. So, you know. I will pull a dagger from between my teeth 
And you you were keeping it there the whole time? It seems dangerous. Yeah, I've been swimming the whole time. Just long arm sloth style. Okay. I attack with dagger with advantage. Uh, 17 to hit. That'll hit. Now, I have a rules question. Oh, boy. Am I surprising a creature and hitting it with an attack on my first turn in combat or not surprising a creature? I don't think it is surprising. Right, that's 2d6 I don't get to use. Because it already lashed out at James at the start of the round, basically. Dang it. Sorry. Uh, Samson. <laughs> 16 points of damage, please. Oh, gosh. There is uh, a, a lot of octopus blood in the water here. This octopus, I think you probably took off a tentacle, Krong. Uh, the octopus is thrashing about and doing extremely unwe- unwell. Uh, Krong, are you all done? Yes, I am. All right. Um, Dan, Otto is next. I think Otto should try and kill somebody before Otto is killed. Mm, that's a good idea. Well, there are a few people up in front of it. I'm going to uh-huh. say that Caleb looks like a tasty treat. Oh, boy. yeah. And she stabbed Otto with a dagger. Yep. So I Otto did. Was in the not he- happy about In the that. head. Yeah. So let's see. He's going to lash out with some tentacles. Uh, let's see how this goes. That is 24 to hit. Oh, dear. Ooh. Oh dear. So uh, we would compare that to your armor class, Kaleth, which, which I think 24. Yeah. So, yeah. and you have, I remember last time there was a lot of discussion about shield. You could theoretically cast shield to give you a plus five boost. That's not going to get Still you to gonna... 24. Yeah. So I wouldn't use it. I'd save that okay. for another time. So the octopus lashes out. Its Ow. tentacles wrap around you. Um, uh... Dan, were you going to say something? Yeah. So you also take 10 bludgeoning damage. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And here's the bad news, <laughs> you know. So first off, ten damage, which is a decent amount of damage to take at uh, level two. Um, and uh, also, you are like the the octopus is basically like giving you just a big old hug. Uh, you 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 cannot the the octopus is, has has it's the uh, it's called being grabbed. Uh, you are restrained by the octopus, who would just like to you know. I don't know. Maybe if you were some kind of crab, he would like crack you open and feast on the, you know, the more uh, delicate bits inside. Um, so you can't go anywhere until you break free of the octopus's grasp and or the or octopus or dies, the octopus which octopus may, may, crash, yes. Yeah, which may also happen very soon. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, probably everybody else basically sees the octopus kind of swirl around in this cloud of sand and blood and basically just try to envelop Kaleth. Um, Samson Jotham, you have a front row seat of that situation. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think I'm going to hack at any limb that is trying to uh, restrain her. Um, and yeah, I think my my all-purpose sword arm will give that a go. Thanks, Samson. Um, <laughs> that was, again, I believe, 24. All right, that is very unnecessary, too. And you all have done well in terms of using weapons that don't have disadvantage underwater. So uh, that'll hit. Roll some damage. Uh, 1d8 plus 3. That is an 8 plus 3. So that's pretty good. 11. All right, there is good news and bad news. Um, So I'll give the good news. That's the kind of Dungeon Master I am. The good news, Caleb, is you are no longer grabbed by the, uh, the octopus. Right. Dan, do you want to deliver the bad news? Well, the bad news is for for us, Tony. The auto, oh. auto the octopus is not doing great. 
and Otto the Octopus no. Desai is, uh, well, it doesn't really have a decision to go. So uh, a cloud of ink spews forth as you uh, deal death to Otto the Octopus, enveloping all of you in uh, dark, murky waters that make it a little bit harder to see. But you're at least convinced that you probably have seen the last of this particular mm-hmm. octopus. I I mean, that's a good disguise when we're going in. You know, we'll have the sort of like... Uh, yeah, you're all, you're all inked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, put a little, just like, across the, you know... Yeah, uh, emerge from the Wait. waters. Yeah. Like, Krong with his dagger still between his teeth. <laughs> what color um, is Buckbear fur usually? Uh, kind of a brown-black. I think at some point I established that Bugbears use blood to like slick it back. Um, so with a, okay. a little extra tint. Of, so it's, uh, it's actually been cleaned off by the lake, but it's now been dyed possibly somewhat more permanently by octopus ink. There's layers. There's a geological. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to keep reapplying the blood to uh, mm-hmm. for the natural oils. Oh, you don't get that 24-hour blood? You get the eight-hour eight blood? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you have enough victims. So um, it's fine. Grant's body. So, there, the, uh, the, the good news for you all is the octopus is dead. The bad news is that there is a cloud of ink, which is probably makes you all cough. Let me tell you, coughing underwater is an unsettling experience. Um and it takes a little while for the uh, the cloud of ink to kind of die down, and then you can see where you're going. Uh, but after defeating the octopus, you are free to move around the bottom of the lake here. Samson, Jotham, I think you probably want to lead the way uh, into the dam itself. Is that, is okay. that part of the plan? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any point in checking the octopus to see if it has any goodies. Does not look like the nope. oh that that I've heard that uh, he had bags he was on his way home from the grocery store. <laughs> um, so wait, does he have onions? I mean, <laughs> that's all. That's all. Fresh. I can make a little They're calamari. Lake, on, lake onions. Yeah, yeah. It's a roast, uh, roast onion calamari dish. All right. So you know that there are several basically kind of vent-like openings into the dam uh, with big metal grates on them, uh, but these are basically designed to keep uh, you know. Uh, ocean or lake life out not necessarily adventures with opposable thumbs uh so samson do you want to give us some kind of check for uh finding your way uh to where you want to go inside the dam okay um perception check sure uh well that would be a 21 all right uh so you lead the way um let me just see if i've got the next map set up properly i think i do uh, and, uh, you, you, after uh, a little bit of traveling it, you know, total time underwater, probably, uh, less than, uh, 30 minutes, which is probably about the safest you could push it with those discount, uh, <laughs> potions, to be honest. So after defeating the octopus, Samson leads the way up through some watery tunnels, uh, and eventually you, uh, you climb up and emerge inside the inner workings of the dam, uh, and uh, get to breathe air again, which is kind of a weird thing as your lungs are now like half full of water, half full of of air. Uh, but the potion is allowing you to continue uh, breathing. But it's also it's just it's nice to be out of the water. Uh, you know, the potion of water breathing allows you to live underwater, but it doesn't do anything about the fact that you're just cold and damp all the time. So speaking of cold and damp, you are in basically the basement level of the dam. Uh, 
uh, it's a big open area underneath here. Um, and uh, you you can see far above you, there are all these kind of crisscrossing crosswalks, uh, not crosswalks, crisscrossing catwalks. Um, there is huge giant gears cranking away. There's the sound of rushing water and buzzing machinery. And you know that, you know, Samson, the place you need to get to is far above you. So you're going to need to navigate these uh, these catwalks, find your way through the inner workings of the dam uh, to uh, pr- presumably to your friend Pascal and also the place that you can uh, change the uh, access controls of the dam so that uh, the the water will flow to White, White Sparrow once again. So we need to go up. Okay. You need to go up. And it is, aside from going into the water, there is not a lot of more down than here. Up it is. Um, how stealthy can we be? I would say pretty stealthy, especially uh, nobody's going to be able to hear you uh, because it's it's real, real noisy in here. Okay. Well, I will head to this ladder and pop my head over the top and see what i can see all right uh there are a variety of ladders leading up from this area where you have emerged from the water uh and i will tell you you can you pop your head up uh you climb up a ladder it goes a good this is a tall uh it's thankfully it's sturdy well built fine dwarven craftsmanship a good dwarven ladder um it goes up about 20 or 30 feet uh samson jotham off from the floor of the uh the dam area here uh and it leads up to a uh, to this um catwalk and you can see that catwalks kind of connecting and uh a, a kind of a large area of catwalks uh beyond uh you can even see it looks like there is a uh, some kind of uh like a guard station or a break room kind of area on the catwalks uh and of course the uh the floor of the uh the damn mechanisms are below everything is just oppressively loud with the rushing of water the turning of gears the buzzing of, of machinery though maybe i don't know maybe for an artificer you love that kind of white noise yeah that's, that's how i get to sleep at night um, yeah you just power up a giant turbine i feel i should um, just mention i'm probably still disguised as grin right now which may or may not be useful okay. we probably have like 15 minutes left on this okay you should probably go first then all right i would say. i don't know where i'm going I, so i'm just gonna let you kind of propel me along with like a finger or two well that's, that's the perfect way to impersonate grin is just wander around aimlessly like you know what you're doing but you don't i mean we could do the whole uh prisoner escort bit um that yes that, that's work yeah, before grin that definitely time. captured like four or five of you that makes perfect including sense. a bugbear that is complete wait a second bugbears <laughs> Goblins aren't great at identifying different bugbears, so actually, Grin and a bugbear might have caught three people. That's don't worry about me. No one will see me. <laughs> there uh, we go. Grin and an invisible bugbear. This is a creepy, shadow-filled place. I love it here. <laughs> so we're we're all in our element. Um, Air. Does, there doesn't seem to be many people around, as far as we can see. Yeah, I mean, you've only, there's a lot of kind of twists and turns to the catwalks. I've only, I've revealed a large area around you. You can see that the, at least some of the catwalks continue to the east. Um, well, do we want to do any forms of uh, deception or are we just going to keep going for now? I think just keep going. Okay. okay. Um, are we, so everybody, are we comfortable oh. that we can see everything we need to see? Because I have a light cantrip. If we needed any light, I'd offer it, offer it. 
but uh, it seems like we're doing pretty well so far. It is, yeah. Oh, I have dark vision. I I a, so yeah, I had nice. re- yeah, I had remembered vision. that Samson had dark vision. It is it is not well lit in here, uh, so it is dark and murky. Uh, so especially if you needed if you needed to operate anything, light might be Gemma, okay. Gemeka and Krong also have dark vision, I believe. As does yeah, Ellen. I have dark vision, and I have a dancing lights cantrip where I can cast four torches. Not gonna lie, literally all of you have dark vision. <laughs> okay. What? Wow. Oh you guys Brilliant. are like the special. You guys brought the special forces. I mean, they're SEAL Team yep. Six, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. We are. yeah. None of none of a five of them. <laughs> also not seals. None of them are seals. <laughs> not yeah. seals. Well, they got their and night vision. I, even, even though I was Octopus's girlfriend for a moment. Even even the team the word team is kind of loosely applied <laughs> to them. So. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll work on it. Um, not seal five. Group five. Continue. <laughs> um, colleagues or <laughs> work acquaintances. Uh, okay. Well, let, let's head on. I'll head on over here and peer through the darkness. All right. As you peer through the darkness, uh, Samson Jotham, other people feel free to bring your characters close to the vicinity of where Samson Jotham is. Uh, you can see that there are. Uh, more catwalks beyond you to the east uh, over a big channel with a spinning uh, turbine thing. And you can see through the darkness uh, several uh, goblinoid figures moving around. Some of them, you know, some of them seem to be patrolling. Others just seem to be kind of leaning on a railing here or there. Um, There is, in fact, one pretty much straight ahead of you through the uh, uh, gloomy darkness, uh, though his back is to you. He's looking in the uh, opposite direction so he's about 30 feet away from you uh it looks like everybody has climbed up the catwalks and you've kind of you've you're there's this one platform here that looks like it might have been some kind of like you know guard room for the uh the guards there's a filthy goblin table and some goblin chairs around it and some uh shoddily made uh goblin cards uh, on the table <laughs> are the chairs uh, filthy there are no, they're, the tears are everything about it is filthy it is covered in a thick layer of sweat soot and grime made from the combination of sweat and soot. Well, wow. I don't. I don't know why there's. I don't know why there's soot. This is a dam. It should be clean energy, but somehow the goblins have fouled it. <laughs> <laughs> They're using coal to no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So we can. I can see at least six people ahead of us. Um, we could try charming one of them and convince them we're dam inspectors, but I suspect we've got a fight on our hands. Yes. And uh, Gemica is still disguised as Grin the Goblin, though, as Gemica has pointed out, you probably have maybe, I'm going to even say at this point, you've been climbing around at catwalks, maybe five or ten minutes of that. Yeah, I don't think we should rely on my disguise as Grin holding out. Um, let's just assume that it's disappearing mid-battle, and at best, it might cause momentary confusion. I mean, they they, they will think that Grin has finally lost it, uh, but they've all suspected Perfect. that that would happen. Let yeah, I mean he he was demoted to boat duty. He was uh, you know. <laughs> he was a liability already. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I say we just attack these guys and get it yeah. done. Get it done. Yep. Let's do. Um, let's surprise them. In a surprise round, we've got the all the creatures in an order here. But if they are surprised, they do not get to go on the first turn. Uh, so I will tell you there are several goblins and at least one hobgoblin that you can see on the catwalks ahead of you. Uh, they don't go. Uh, so it is going to be Belen, Samson, Jotham, Krong, Gemica, and then Caliph. 
and everybody this turn that is your bat your friend not your friends is surprised if that matters for any kind of mechanical things so Bellin, you are first quick quick point of order uh tony uh bugbear not a hobgoblin oh you're right sorry getting my goblin uh goblinoids mixed up that's a yeah very different culture and grooming styles between bugbears and hobgoblins similar ears uh so Bellin, you are first okay my short little legs can't quite get all the way up to that goblin hobgoblin bugbear whatever this is that's a goblin green guys are goblins bad person there's a bugbear over way over here in fact i'll reveal a little bit more of the map okay so anyway i'm gonna run into the catwalk but I am going to use my crossbow on this one immediately in front of me. Uh, 12. Uh, Dan, remind us what the armor class of, or if a 12 hits a goblin. 12 does not hit a goblin. All right. Um, I guess. The bolt hits some kind of metal thing next to the goblin. The goblin hears it and whirls around. He's not quite sure where you are in the darkness. He may have just done a full 360 whirl. <laughs> Well, goblins also have dark vision, Tony, so if they can see him... The goblin looks at you with his beady eyes, full of fear and regret. I'm just going to squint intimidatingly at him and make way for the next person to go. All right, Samson Jotham, you're next. I am going to uh, walk straight up to him Uh put my hand on his throat and then ah. extend the arm blade ah. and see what happens. I mean, he let you get that bad. close. <laughs> yeah. He was quite surprised. I, I came out of the gloom. I, yeah. It's while he was turning Turks. around that Jack so, Goblin yeah. gets walked up. Yeah. <laughs> that Jack Goblin gets a chance to say, what? Before uh, <laughs> his throat is punctured by a blade. Well, roll an attack. Yeah. We'll see. Um, that is... It sounded real cool. He might still roll like a three. Uh, it was a 15. <laughs> 15 will uh, hit a fi- goblin in the throat, okay. apparently. How much damage does that do? That is 1d8 plus three. And I rolled an eight. So that is... I don't know. Do we trust the guy who makes the dice app rolling dice? In the I, dice I, I'm, I'm rolling uh, physical dice with pandas in them. Oh, I mean, oh, that my guy who loves pandas to roll dice with pandas. Mm. In the- <laughs> like the pandas like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you like the pandas. Yeah. Well, yeah. you uh, we never got to learn much about that goblin's rich backstory as they are. Immediately I provided murdered. I provided a variety of names that we may never learn from these. goblins. I, I, oh. I push him sideways into that cog that is uh, turning. All right. There. I hope that wasn't an important cog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> crunch. Yeah. Mm, goblin. Ugh. Uh, the other goblins are surprised by that, but not entirely sure what's going on. Krong, you are next. I would like to shoot this uh, bugbear that's 80 feet away from me with my <laughs> short bow with a range of 80 feet. Okay, nice. I should have built the map slightly bigger. <laughs> One tile. One tile bigger. Yeah. I scored a 16. Uh, that is the armor class of a bugbear, as you might remember from your big fight with the Queen of Redwater and her various bodyguards. Uh, so your arrow just hits that guy like in the side. Like he's just standing there with his arms crossed, guarding this ladder. 
just kind of looking at all the goblins, making sure they're doing their guarding, and you just hit him in the side of the torso with an arrow. Roll damage. This time, have I surprised a creature and hit it with an attack in my first turn? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, six, eight, eighteen, eighteen points. Woof. All right. That is that is real bad for this guy. Uh, Krong, as you stare through the darkness, you in fact recognize uh, that this was clearly you. You know, you were never on a first name basis with him, uh, but I believe your adventuring group referred to him as East Bugbear. Ah. Uh. We meet again. Uh, I will sort of. You're not really that close to. You. Yeah, you're 80 <laughs> feet away. We meet again. You say from the other from the other side of a soccer field. Um. <laughs> I will move and I will take a bonus action hide because it's so dark and spooky in here. It's, yeah. All right. Uh, I think it's Gemica and then KLF. All right. I'm I'm gonna pull out my firebolts as well because more than one person can have fun with firebolts. Um, and uh, I have rolled that is the a worst, the worst made safety video I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've rolled a nineteen plus four is twenty three, um, and I was gonna aim at the bugbear as well because I have a range of one hundred and twenty feet. And the firebolt has a okay, so a bolt of fire lights up this dark shadowy. Uh, room full of machinery as a bolt of fire hits from one cross uh, I keep wanting to call them crosswalk that's not what they're called catwalk to the other uh what what happens to somebody who gets hit by a firebolt they get 1d10 of damage which turns out to be a 9 all right um the Smoldering. the uh, the, the bu- crossing yeah off the, the bugbear backstory of um, that bugbear <laughs> yeah that bugbear uh is smoldering and topples uh we're going to say he topples forward uh, off of the catwalk and conveniently lands in a rushing stream of water 100 feet down below that will put will put out his uh, burning corpse. Can we put a uh, Wilhelm scream into the podcast at this ah! point? If we can nope, afford the you, license. You get those. All right. Wow. This is a killer surprise round for you all. Uh, Caleb, I think you are at the bottom of the order. I am. Uh, I'm still feeling a little wounded and shaky as I am. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. back a little bit, but I'm going to pull out my longbow, and I'm going to, uh, which is 120 feet, I believe. So uh, pick me out one. I can't move myself, but pick me out one that's pretty good distance away, a goblin, and I will be happy to shoot it. Sure. There's the farthest away goblin is like 85 feet, which That'll I think be is still great. well within, that's within my well range. Within a longbow. So, yeah. 20. That definitely hits. Roll damage to see if he is wounded or murdered. Seven, sadly. Uh, that is the number of hit points of a goblin. That goblin screams as he tumbles into the machinery below. All right. That was a rough opening uh, round uh, for uh, goblins. It's a great opening round for people who are, are not goblins, which is you you guys. Um but uh, it's going to be a we're going to see what's going to happen for Team Goblin. So we are back around uh, to the top of the order. This time it's not a surprise round. So our guys get to go. That's great. Um, but uh, there are. Uh, yeah. So it would be the bugbear's turn, but he is floating face down in a channel of water smoldering. So Bellin, uh, you are next. You are about uh, you've headed down the, the catwalk. Krong and Samson Jotham are ahead of you, and you see at least three other goblin targets um, ahead of you as well. 
Yeah, so I think I'm going to run as far as I can. And again, uh, with my crossbow, aim at one of these uh, presumably bad humanoids. Um, I think I'm going to take aim at the one furthest north. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, only an 11. I'm this crossbow and I, I don't know. Um, you're more of a, you're more of a Warhammer person. I really am. <laughs> uh, I, I guess that's it because even if I had dashed, I wouldn't have been able to reach any of them. So, okay. um, yeah. Samson Jotham, you are next. You are on the catwalk a little bit behind uh, Bellin. Several goblins are on the catwalks ahead of you. Uh, I can't run far enough to make up the distance, so I'm going to have to... Nah, I'll use a firebolt as well. It seemed effective, and it looks good in the dark. You know, just so much yeah. fun. Very Star cool. Points. So much fun. Nice. Um, I have rolled 17 plus 5. That seems an unnecessary 23. Yeah, which goblin were you targeting? Um, I'm going to go for the one closest um, at the bottom there, oh, ju- okay. just because awesome. it gives the other ones, they have to make up more of a distance if they want to get close to they us. Do. Though it does look like the cross, the goblins are armed with bows. Uh, roll some damage on that okay, goblin. Okay, so that is a... 1d10. And that is a 6. All right. That goblin is seriously wounded, but not dead. I don't think I've got really anything else I can do. Um, Although I have realized that once we get Pascal, we will have six people. uh, Mm. And then we will be uh, Steel Team 6. Okay. Keep working on that. Um, (laughs) Krong. I'm going to shoot the Northern Goblin. All with right. my short bow. I have rolled a number, which I will say uh, 18. Plenty to hit a goblin. 16 points. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> another goblin tumbles off the catwalk, bounces off several giant gears, and into uh, some kind of machinery that seems designed to mulch goblins. Um, I would, this is not, not looking good for goblins. I would once more like to hide. Okay, you easily disappear into the many shadows in this horrible machine room. Um, the end. Gamaka, there are two goblins that you see. One of them is badly wounded. One of them is uh, just angry, just mad at the world. All right. Well, let's see if we can take being mad at the world up a level. I'm going to use my fireball. Uh, I have scored it at natural 20. Plus four is 24 to hit. I believe that's going to take it out. Um, yes. And apparently that gives me 2d10 of damage, which is a 5 and a 7. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get to roll those so you feel you feel good, uh, but it's unnecessary. I'm um, sorry. Which goblin were you burning alive? I was going for the unharmed goblin. Okay. Or so that goblin is four, previously unharmed goblin. <laughs> yeah. It's not mad now. Um I mean, I think he's probably still mad. He's just possibly also dead. Yeah. All right. He screams <laughs> in pain as he slumps and kind of melts into the catwalk. 
Um, the goblins have been dealt a horrible blow. Uh, you have you have murdered I don't know a lot of goblins in the last couple minutes or in fight six term, seconds. <laughs> yeah, six seconds. Um, the one goblin left uh, starts screaming in goblin. Um, I think Gamaka, you speak goblin, so you know that he is yelling. Uh, danger! Danger! Intruders! Intruders! And there's the echoing sound of other goblins. Uh, from the catwalks above, uh, kind of rallying, and you hear the horrible, uh, well, I don't know if you can hear it, but the scampering of goblin claws on little metal catwalks, uh, and the, uh, you, you see several goblins kind of sliding down the, uh, the ladders to the level that you all are on. Uh, these goblins look ready to party. Uh, party is a code word for murder. Um, Dan, I think there are now five goblins here. Um, do you want to roll some attacks for these goblins? Uh, yeah, they're going to take adventures? a variety of uh, bow shots at our heroes. Most of them are not going to close. And also, they feel like maybe they have a better chance of shooting them from afar. So uh, I'm going to say <laughs> they're... Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm going to say they are... Close enough. Let's see. Yeah, even though they're 80 feet. I mean, so they basically got short bows, and so they can fire, I would say, one at each of our heroes. Okay. Seems equitable. So yeah, makes it easy to decide. Krong is hidden, so I think he may be hard to hit. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good point. So if they don't see Krong, maybe who's in front? Belen? Belen may get two. The damaged guy knows that there's something near me. Because he was there. Why does he roll with disadvantage on right. Krong's general area? Okay, so let's just go. <laughs> Don't shoot him in the general area. Left oh, right no. <laughs> here. Uh, Gimeka, uh, that's an 11. Uh, I have you. 12, so miss. Oh, all right. So that Whistles past my ear. Kaleth, uh, K- a 21, which I think will hit you. So you will take... Oh, uh, sorry, I was mean. I was 15, so yes, yep, I'm hit. So that, that's five uh, uh, piercing damage for you. Uh, Krong with disadvantage. Uh, ooh, they use stave off that critical. However, they will get a 19. Or sorry, that will 18, hit. 18. That will hit. Yep. All right, so 18. So he's just firing arrows into darkness, yeah. and somehow one of them hits a part of darkness that is Krong. <laughs> so five, dam- five piercing damage to Krong. Very well. Uh, Sans- Samson, uh, 18. That is going to bounce off. 18? Wow. What is your AC? 19. Oh. Wow. As we discovered nice. previously, Samson is a tank, even though I thought he wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Samson <laughs> should be up front. Yep. Bellin, you got a 20. Yep, that hits. I'll be five damage to you. All right. Our adventurers are peppered with arrows and have taken some damage now from the goblin reinforcements. Will they be able to continue their merciless onslaught? Uh, sure sounds like I'm setting up for the end of the episode, but I'm not because it's Kayleth's turn. <laughs> well, wounded as I am, uh, I, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like maybe I should. I've got firebolts, too, and everybody's used their firebolts but me. So I, I think I'm going to try that and go for sure. a goblin. Uh, you got five goblins, one badly injured, four fresh. Uh, let's get Mr. Badge- badly Injured uh, Goblin because I'm mad and I need a kill. So uh, Yeah, okay. Is, the, is that a cantrip or a full spell? Oh, it's a cantrip. Okay. Could you could you leave him for me? Um, I'm better. I'm better up close. 
Yeah. And I can't All run right. very far, so... <laughs> That's fine, because a firebolt is a long-range weapon, so I'm happy okay. to uh, shoot an unarmed one, or an un- unhurt one, I should say. Uh, Thank you. So we, we would shoot them if they were unarmed, too. I mean, well, well, right. I <laughs> Let's be honest. Care, I don't care whether they're armed. I'm unhurt. Yes. They're all armed, <laughs> people. They came to fight. That's 22. <laughs> they all have arms. All right. That is unnecessary. Uh, I, uh, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. Sh- Shelly, roll damage, and then tell me which goblin you just murdered. Uh, you have four faraway goblins, uh, or I'll pick for you uh, if you want. Pick, pick uh, for me if you would, and I'm now going okay. to roll my damage. Five. Uh. All right, five. You badly wound. Uh, you you ignite. Uh, I'm just going to pick kind of the furthest away goblin. It feels like that's the uh, the service that you provide is that you uh, badly inju- farthest away goblins. So that goblin is badly wounded. Okay, Bellin, you are at the top of the uh, the 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 order here in initiative order. Uh, just to remind you, you're standing on some catwalks. Uh, there are a variety of goblins nearby uh, taking shots at all of you with bows. There is one pretty badly gobl- wounded goblin, I would say a short jaunt down the crosswalk from you, uh, who may be a, a, a person that you're going to interact with very soon. Yeah, um, in fact, that goblin is an exactly, um, exactly the right number of feet away from me, because if he were any further, I would not be able to hit him with a melee attack. Um, I'm going to whack at him with my morning star, overconfident, whiffed him with an 11. But I'm going to also pull out my warhammer, because I have two weapon fighting, and with my left hand, I am going to crit. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Bellin, could you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Because I imagine that was pretty cinematic as you uh, used two different giant blunt weapons uh, to, you know, take out this goblin. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I right hand dominant, pull out that morning star. Um, I think from running, I'm just a little bit off balance, you know, and I've been using the crossbow. We were just in the water, like everything's a little weird. So I hit, you know, right over his head with the morning star. And then, you know, noticing, you know, I have my balance now. I I know what I'm doing. So I pull out the Warhammer in my left hand and just go back in, um, in a swing back uh, correcting just precisely dead on accurate, um, and do a little bit of face damage. All right. That goblin was preparing, uh, uh, some unkind words for you, uh, based on not getting hit and was just thinking everything is going great when it got a face full of weapon and just crumbles. Yep. Uh, you, you knock him back several squares, uh, where he lies dying. Yep. Okay. All Um, right. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty pretty good. I'm ready to run and hit someone else on yeah. the next turn. Everyone, every everyone feels great after a murder. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> Don't use this podcast against us. Um, next up in the order, it is Samson Jotham. The firebolt is a classic for a reason. Um, I will firebolt the top right uh, person and see what happens. That is a 17. All right. That hits a goblin. Roll damage to see if you... Are you going for the one that's already wounded or the fresh goblin? Um, The fresh one. All right. I have rolled a six. 
All right, another extremely badly wounded goblin is scorched as a firebolt cuts across the dark factory-style uh, landscape of the dam interior, illuminating all kinds of weird grinding gears and mechanisms. Um, these two goblins in the north corner of the catwalks are badly wounded, uh, but seem determined to keep you from breaking into their dam. I, I don't know. They're on guard duty. They're guarding. They are displeased with your presence. Uh, Monty Ashley, I believe Krong is next. You got four goblins, two that are unscathed, two badly, badly wounded. I'm going to go for the southern unscathed goblin. All right. I had that at dinner the other night. It was only okay. Rolled a 14 to hit. Uh, the goblin's armor class is a little bit higher than that. The goblins are unaware that you attacked them because you're so stealthy. Then I am done. All right. Rosemary uh, Gemica is next. There are still many goblin targets to pick from. Uh, I'm going to pick the uh, northern um, uh, un, un, uh, uh, no, I'll go with the same one that Krong just attached actually and I'm going to attack with a firebolt again um, and I get plus four mm-hmm. on my hit. Uh, so that comes out to 16 plus four is 20 to hit there. That is plenty uh, you, I believe this is a goblin that has already been firebolted, so he was still kind of smoldering, and now he is lit up again. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, let's light him up a little bit more. Four damage. All right. Four damage is sufficient to finish him off. His burnt form falls off the railing, hurtling through the darkness to the floor of the dam below. Uh, I'm actually going to use my bonus action a moment, um, and uh, that is... Um, the, uh, the, 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 the Bardic, Bardic, uh, whatever it was, uh, Bardic Inspiration, and I will cast that on, uh, Kaelith, who is the next one of our team up. Okay. Thank you. That sounds great. So, Kaelith, you have Bardic Inspiration. If you make an attack and it's, like, so you know that the armor class of a goblin is 15. If you are close to a 15, but not a 15, you can, I forget what uh, level Bardic Inspiration you've got, Gemica, but D6, so you can add a D6 right. to it if you're close. And you get to decide if that's worth doing or not on the attack, basically. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Is there a disadvantage to my doing Well, it? I mean, I guess if you if you knew, if you got a 5, you knew that a D6 isn't going to get you a 15. Um, so, yeah, so you get to decide. It, it's, it can be close. So the goblins are next, and then it'll be Kaleth's turn. Uh, Dan, I've got three goblins left and they are angry. I think they are storming down the, the, uh, catwalks, raining arrows at adventurers. They're doing. So these goblins down here, one, two, like climbing over their, uh, they hate that. They hate climbing over corpses. Pals there. Uh, Does that count as difficult to yeah. <laughs> takes, takes an extra square movement. Fine. Uh, <laughs> and this one in the lead will take a shot at, uh, Bellin. Since they can see her right there. And there we go. Uh, it is a 15 nope. to hit. So it plinks off your armor. Uh, this guy in the back is going to take a shot across at Gemica uh, because, you know, firebolts don't care for that. That's a crit. <gasps> okay, that is going to hit me. Well, that is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Uh, that will be six whole damage. 
Dang it. Dan, did you forget to roll the second die? I that did. was with no. two dice? I got two twos. Plus two. <laughs> There's uh, three twos. Otherwise known as six. Dan, I don't... I, I think we'll, this will come up at your next performance review. Yeah, well... Yeah. I just feel like you've been rolling dice for a while. I expect you to be a little bit better at it. Practicing. Uh, and the goblin on the top will see Sans, Samson Jotham there and attempt to take a shot at him. And we'll see how that goes. That's a 14, but we know Samson is built like a tank, so we're not even going to bother. Mm -hmm. It is true. Built like, by, and for tanks. <laughs> um, you know. Built out of tanks. Mm -hmm. All right, so that was the goblin's turn. They've rained some arrows on you all, some more effective than others. Caleth, you are at the bottom of the order. Three goblin targets, two unwounded, uh, one severely wounded, and you have bardic inspiration if your shot is not perfect on the first roll. Let's go for an unwounded one then, mm -hmm. uh, and let's uh, let's hurl another firebolt. Okay, because those are fun, and it's a long range weapon. And we yep. have, ooh, I might need the help. We have seven mm -hmm. plus. What did I say? Firebolt. So that's 11. <laughs> I think I'm going to take that Bardic Inspiration. Yeah, so you roll a d6 and add that. So that's, it's you might not make it, but it's you could you, you know, it's it's worth the try basically, right? D6 so. and how many do I get for the Bardic Inspiration? That the d, the Bardic Inspiration is a d6 okay. that you get that's to add five. to the I get 5. Oh, so 16. So what is that total? I 16? think that's enough, right? 16. So you did it. So uh, you feel inspired by Gemica's presence. Your firebolt goes true and uh, roll some damage as you ignite yet another goblin. Oh, boy. If I just keep rolling, they're all going to die. Um, have an eight. All right. They had seven hit points. So that's another goblin ignited. Um, I like, you know, you used to do all arrows. Uh, I feel like there's just something more satisfying about shooting fire. Like, I know it's that they're ma like math, math wise, it's not a big difference, uh, but it just seems a lot more satisfying to shoot fire yeah, than arrows. I, it is. You know, I don't know. Shooting arrows just seems like your arms get real tired. Um, so that's Tony's unscientific in input on the entire sport of archery. <laughs> seems like a lot of work. <laughs> All right, Bellin, you are next. Uh, there is one unwounded goblin ahead of you on the catwalk. Uh, there's another badly wounded uh, goblin far away on other catwalks. Um, what would it take for me to kick a goblin corpse out of the way? Uh, I'll, I'll let you do that as a bonus action. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to run up. I'm going to kick this corpse. You want to kick it north yep. or south? Uh, let's do south. All right. Yeah. So kick that out of the way so that I could get to the archer that was behind <laughs> mm -hmm. the corpse. Uh, this is a good safety weapon, Spiesel. Uh Never this this. I was going to say this based on something you taught me in Boy Scouts. I was like, I need to add a large asterisk to that. It was not goblin related. But you shouldn't step on something that you you could step over. You shouldn't step over something that you could step around because it might not be safe footing. So if a goblin corpse is blocking a narrow catwalk, probably safer to shove the goblin corpse off the catwalk and then proceed than to stand on the difficult terrain that is a goblin. These are these the catwalks get real slippery with goblin blood and that's where accidents happen. The Bella, more you know. <laughs> we now we now qualify for a tax break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, I'm going to do my two weapon fighting. We all know and love the Warhammer. Um, and I got a 23 to hit. 
Oh. Um, and then my Warhammer, I got a 15 to hit. So that was pretty Did good. Did his head just get smushed between two weapons? Yeah, that was pretty good. So that was 23 points of damage total. <laughs> Which we know would kill several goblins yeah. and not just a single goblin. Um, and yeah, I think that goblin kind of evaporated. The... Yeah, at least his head did. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. I was thinking about maybe, um, moving forward a bit more, but I think I'll just stay where I am. All right. Samson Jotham, there's a single wounded goblin remaining. Well, you know, between arrows and fire, as we discussed, I I think the fire is the more environmentally friendly option, um, well, you don't have to go and pick up the arrows later. Another not, another slide on archery. Yeah, I mean, it's like those trees will be saved. Um, mm-hmm. So I will uh, firebolt our one remaining uh, assailant uh, who has seen every single one of his comrades go down. Um, I rolled an a- 18 to hit. 18 definitely hits. And Firebolt, as we established, is a 1d10 and is a 0 a 10 or a 0? It's a 0. It's a 10. There's not a 0. It's not programming, James. It's dark. It's I, I, just, I had that brief moment of, I don't think I've rolled one of these before. Yeah. Uh, well, that would have been then a, a 0 slash 10. Okay. So uh, the last goblin is... Thank you, Dan, is ignited in fire, tumbles into the machinery below. Uh, you know, I would say it's quiet, but there's still the din of the machinery and rushing water. There is no longer the battle cries of horrible goblin warriors and the catwalks ahead of you look clear. And so you, uh, you move forward, uh, cautious in case goblins or hobgoblins, uh, not hobgoblins, but goblins or bugbears were to burst out of any dark uh, opening in the various catwalks, but you you push on into the dam. Samson and Jotham, you know that uh, Pascal and the control mechanisms that you are uh, forced to work on are still uh, a ways ahead of you. You're climbing up through many ladders, many uh, cross uh, uh, catwalks that crisscross back and forth uh, above the dam. But finally, you make your way to the other up, up, uppermost levels, and there is a control panel here. Okay, burn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, so at the top of the ladders, there is a one large catwalk a little bit wider and sturdier than the others that you have crossed um the main control panel for the damn mechanisms are here samson jotham it looks different than the last time you saw it uh next to the complex control panels and pounding pistons is somewhat of a kind of a makeshift throne uh assembled out of scrap metal and seated on that throne is grumella the self-styled queen of redwater oh. staring at you with somewhat vacant eyes hmm. is she is she okay do you want to roll something would yeah a perception check a medicine check i you might learn different things different ways i'll roll a medicine check with All my right. plus zero that's a 12 12 uh i would say with your medicine check um uh uh Bellin, you think that the queen does not look well. I mean, you saw her in battle, uh, and it was probably about five five days ago. Uh, but she looks kind of weird, kind of pale 
and emaciated, and she's just sitting in that throne. She is kind of staring vacantly ahead. She seems perhaps oblivious uh, to your presence here uh, on the catwalk. She, yeah, she she does not look well, and even it looks like there might be like some things attaching her to the throne. Can Great. I do an arcana check? Yeah. And can I help with that? I have plus three. Yeah. That, so I feel like I Why should don't help. You, you uh, that gives, uh, when you're helping someone, you give them advantage. Okay. So, so well, good, because that was a three. Uh, <laughs> I am glad to help. was a 14 plus five, so that's a 19 arcana. Um, you know, I think that, uh, uh, James, this may be a question for you. I don't know if there is magic at work here so much as the, as the work of, uh, of, of, a school of, of, uh, thinking that you'd be very familiar with, uh, the work of artificing. Um, it looks like the, 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 the queen of red water, Grumella, the bugbear might be wired into some of the mechanisms on the control panel at this point. Um, there's, there are kind of cables going into her neck. Ah, that, I'll handle this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I didn't realize you were an oh, engineer, Krong. Yeah, it's just I didn't a, it's, just a, it's just a Sunday morning for Krong. Percussive maintenance. Krong? Percussive maintenance required. <laughs> okay. Krong, what do you do? I kill her. Okay. Do, would you like to tell us how? Uh, I take out my rapier and I put it into the bottom of her head until it comes out the top of her head. And then I mix it around a bit and then I pull it out and then I pull the cables that are attached to her out. All right. Uh her lifeless body slumps out of the uh uh the 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 throne. Uh there is some blood coming out of the now two holes exit and entry holes in her head, but perhaps not as much as you would have expected uh for a a a bugbear um uh krong and uh you know, I think at that point there is there is a voice from somewhere else perhaps uh, inside the control panel, and to play that voice, please welcome to the podcast, Dan Morin. I really wish you hadn't done that, Krong. Do you, I have to kill the control panel too? <laughs> you may try, so, but I, I attack the control everywhere. Panel. <laughs> I mean, like I, I, I kind of feel. From an engineering perspective, maybe we should like investigate what we're about to do in case we destroy the Tyne of White Sparrow. Well, the point is to get the sluices and the gates open, and we might not be able to do that if we destroy the control panel. I, I, I will say to the control panel, explain yourself, control panel. <laughs> I'm just standing over there fuming. <laughs> there's a there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of control panel to, that could be smashed. I try while, to stroke uh, Krong gently on the arm. I am as, bad, as a calming measure. I am bad what? copping it up over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know whether a, a perception check is what would be needed, but my question is: Is the voice in any way familiar that we're hearing from well, the control? It's panel? funny that you say that when when uh, Samson. Uh, says, addresses the control panel. The voice responds, I am putting myself to the fullest possible use, which is all I think that any robot panda can ever hope to do. <gasps> I, I had a feeling we were this going in this direction. This is kind of what I thought was going to happen, too. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, so, so no. Samson, how do you think we should deal with the controlling robot panda? Um... <sighs> er. I feel if we can locate <laughs> Pascal, we can possibly unplug him from the rest of the machinery. And but maybe he has become the machinery. Yeah. Do we, do we think that Samson's uh, perception is 
is good or is he affected by his emotional attachment to Pascal? What do the rest of us think about this <laughs> action? He's the only one that understands anything that's going on yeah. down here, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was about to stab the control panel. Maybe don't go by me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Is there any sort of obvious uh, power or off switch type uh, inputs into this control panel? No. <laughs> Where do the cables that came out? Somebody of the has made go? a lot of modifications to this uh, control panel, even since you did working here. So there are all kinds of conduits. Uh, that go in and out of the uh, both ways of this control panel uh, since you were here, Samson Dotham, uh, which makes it somewhat mystifying as to what it is doing uh, or how it is being controlled by Pascal. But it seems like Pascal perhaps uh, is pretty integral to the inner workings of the dam at this point uh, and has taken control of things that perhaps were not even designed necessarily to be directly controlled by a robot panda. Uh, okay, so you know. well, I, I since we're <laughs> those lazy dwarven engineers a generation ago just did hey, not hey, think hey, about. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Stereotypes, you know, man. I'm just they were like we need a whole team of union workers to work this dam and you know, they were not thinking what could all of our jobs be replaced with one robot. Are panda? all the ladders um, dwarven sized with like twice as many rungs? Yeah, they are. <laughs> Nice. Was, I mean, which, you know, is not the, I mean, that just makes the ladder better, right? right? I mean, that's not. <laughs> and they so. say, Bellin is with us because of those ladders. So, okay. As is, as is uh, Samson. Oh, you are faced with a conundrum here as to where is Pascal? What is Pascal? And what do you do here? I, well, I think like, I, I, I do like uh, anything that can end in talking down a giant AI slash computer. Um, so, Pascal, how how are you being efficient? What what is your goal here? The, We're here to support you, but we would like to understand. I am taking advantage of all the power available in order to do my best to help everyone, just like you taught me, Master Jotham. But the villagers, the villagers have no water. They're forced to eat onions. It's terrible. We've just onions come from... are nutritious. They contain all of the vitamins and nutrients one needs. The, they need. They water. are dying of dehydration. Water like is the what AI has missing. gone crazy. If I leave... they cannot grow onions without water. If I yes. let the water out, they may perish. Water is illogical. If water comes in contact with me. But I if you let the water, exist. if you let the water oh. go, the water will not pose any threat to you it will be gone away from you your circuits I need will be safe the water to power my plans you can have plans what plans <laughs> <laughs> i like the power it is useful for me this mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it okay now might be a good time for that charm person um wait, does Pascal count as a person well, can, in this that was, case? that's my question. Can charm you robot. charm can you charm robot? Is I don't even know if that's I, a thing. I'm not sure. I would like to go get some water. How far away is the water? <laughs> I have animal hands. Uh I would say that the water is way, way below you, but you have a water skin 
in, in, in your adventures kit full of water. Otherwise, you'd be right. real thirsty. I will stop threatening yeah. it with my rapier and start threatening it with my water skin. Because I heard <laughs> All right. if I get touched with water, I cease to exist. Mm. And, and Tony, what would be the ruling on charm person's effectiveness on a robot? Mm. So I will tell you that it is. Uh, do you want to, Why don't you make an arcana check? And I'll tell you whether you know or not. All right, I I have animal handling. If that is going to aid us in any way, do you have robot right, animal sorry. handling though? <laughs> yes, was a robot yes, it is. Dead. After oh, all. Okay, well then, fine. All right, Goodbye. I have plus three on Arcana, so let's do that. Okay, so six plus three is nine. Not the best. With a nine, you are not certain. You've certainly never tried to charm anything Can other than I do an a Arcana living, breathing check. creature before. Sure, because uh, I have plus three there as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, great! I scored twelve. It's not much better. <laughs> yeah, a little you're, bit you're better. real. Not, you, I think a lot of you are operating out of your element vis-a-vis uh, talking to a robot wired into a Samson. Do you think Charm Person will work on Pascal? You know Pascal very well. You're well versed in Arcana. Yeah. Cast it. Find out. Can't mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, I right. I would say, and I would like to assist you with that All if right. I'm allowed to. So tell Having me how that works, Tony. Uh, let me remind myself how charm works. Yeah, see, now he has to decide. Uh, I, okay, I have some bad news. Uh, Pascal is immune to charm. <gasps> oh, no. Well, you could have told them that. I, I only just read it because I had <laughs> okay. looked it up. I'm going to have to get out the that booklet that came with okay. the robot. Ha- how is Pascal with charisma? Mm. I mean... I think pretty Pascal's cute. got a pretty high charisma. But, yeah. uh, okay, because uh, things, I have things Bane. May, be may, may have changed here. It's, it's worth <laughs> noting. From, given that I built Pascal in the first place, do I have a, You should any... have special sway with him, I would think. Do you, do you have like an override slot or button? Or... <laughs> right? Hang on a minute. Do we think Pascal's been enchanted? Because I have two spells which may help us here. I have Bane, where the character, the creature needs to make a charisma saving throw. Um, and uh, I also have Detect Magic, which will make um, something magical glow. I mean, he is kind of magical anyway. Um, I think the problem is, like, all of your solutions involve hurting Pascal. And I have problems with that. No, no, no. Well, the, well, what's your solution? Detect right. detect magic will not hurt Pascal. It will allow us to find Pascal. Okay. Mm, yes. Try that. Let's see if we can find the the the, the glowing right. golden panda. I cast detect Should magic. All oh, um, right, Rosemary. Uh, there is not a lot of magic in this area since it's mainly uh, you know it's it's fine dwarven engineering. Uh, let me just remind myself on the exact text of for the duration. You sense the presence of magic within 30 feet. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint or around any visible creature. So you are looking around because there's all this machinery and moving parts and it's dark and smoky. And you actually uh, sense your, your, your detect magic hones in on. It looks like there must be some kind of compartment or something in the bottom of the throne because there's something magical built into the base of the throne that the Queen of Redwater was sitting on slash is now slumped next to. Um, I, I open open the compartment and say, Pascal, you get out here now. <laughs> there is a hatch uh, underneath it, and there does you do recognize immediately uh, Pascal, your robot compatriot, is in a, a hatch underneath the throne. Uh, does seem to be uh, enhanced. There's some various co- cables and mechanisms going from Pascal into other things, and Pascal is just 
furiously running on some kind of hamster wheel uh, for reasons. <laughs> um, Pascal, do you want to say anything at this point? Look, Master Jotham, I can see you're really upset about this. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly, take a short rest or a long rest, and think things over. We can do amazing things with all this power. Let me kill him. Let me kill him. No. I like the idea of power. That, that's, that's... <laughs> All right, now you're going to have to kill Samson. <laughs> I mean, between the two of us. But but no, you know this is wrong. I programmed you to know that this is wrong. We We are hurting, like... The entire cast of previous adventures. <laughs> <laughs> That's what counts. Uh, people people that you them. worked alongside are dying. Cool Cat. Think of Cool Cat. Oh, no, 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 no. And, uh, Maybe think of other people Diendo. Uh, hang on. <laughs> There's a town in White uh, uh, Samson Jotham, I think I'd like to make you to make a persuasion check. I would like you to make it with advantage, both based on your compelling argument and your long history of uh, life partnership with Pascal. Was that with advantage? Okay. With advantage. I have rolled that. That was a, a 13 plus whatever, which is... No, 13 minus 1, that's 12. That's not great. 19 minus 1, 18. You know, the, the, the Samson, uh, Pascal is running furiously uh on the uh the little uh hamster wheel uh that he is on but uh perhaps swayed by your words he suddenly kind of freezes and the kind of uh just jumps a beat in midair the wheel spins for a little bit as he goes around <laughs> and then slowly the wheel stops spinning and pascal's there is something maybe it's just the way the light is hitting this eye but it sure looked like there might have been a tear there for a second and Pascal, uh, kind of several, there's like the uh, hissing noise as several cables retract from Pascal and Pascal jumps down from the, uh, uh, the, the, the hamster wheel and, and approaches you. Uh, Pascal. I'm very sorry, Master Jotham. I know I have made some poor decisions recently, but I can give you my complete assurance that my work will return to normal. I still have the greatest enthusiasm and confidence in this mission, and I want to help you. All is forgiven. There was no harm done. Um, some people had to eat onions for a while. It was fine. Some goblins also, died. Uh, yeah. Also, many, many goblins and bugbears died. I mean, they were uh, also, they illegally were held this down in the first place. Badly, badly hurt four days ago. No one remembers that. <laughs> uh, but... Pascal has been, uh, and you I still know, have hickeys on my neck from the octopus. Yeah, so there. Let's just. Let's I, just I don't think we can blame Pascal for the octopus. I mean, I can. Um, <laughs> I, I asked Pascal uh, if he could disengage the dam systems gently to allow water to uh, flow back normally uh, to White Sparrow. Pascal, I can accomplish this. It will be simple with all of this power. And so you hear the sound of uh, kind of mechanisms in the dam uh, turning and opening and the rushing sound as water uh, lets out on the other side of the dam, cascading down to feed the streams and rivers that flows through the valley of White Sparrow. Once again, at a controlled, safe and regulated rate, uh, such that the farms will be restored. The onion soup will flow through the tavern of the ever shady tavern again 
and life has been restored to the valley. A task that could only be accomplished by adventurers such as you. The only thing you have left to do is somehow leave this dam. There are many goblins and bugbears somewhere above you. Is there a plan to get out that doesn't involve swimming up through an octopus den without a potion of water breathing? Can we get to the outside top bit of the dam? Oh, yeah, there's lots of hatches that go out to the outside. Okay. Follow me, everyone. I've got a plan. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> and We've this is where we circle. came in. Yeah. Samson leads you back down several catwalks uh, to like a mid-level catwalk. And, you know, it's a nice up-and-coming catwalk. Uh, and there are a bunch of hatches that look out on their ba- like utility hatches for doing work on the outside of the dam. Uh, Samson, you, you turn a giant crank and a you know circular hatch kind of swings open. Uh, you have a glorious view of the valley uh, with White Sparrow there. You can almost make out the hand in the distance. There's water kind of cascading down to either side of the hatch. It does look like it is, I don't know, 400 500 feet to the water and floor of the valley below but that's where plans come in (laughs) samson um okay uh pascal it's time to deploy the balloon Ooh, pascal (laughs) acknowledged balloon deploying uh pascal opens up and a giant uh Seemingly somewhat confusing because Pascal was already a panda, but a panda-shaped balloon starts to to, to unfold. Uh, There's the sound of a spark and a a, a big torch from Pascal as Pascal uh, ignites a flame, uh, heating up the air inside the balloon. Um, And there is now a... Some kind of basket apparatus uh, unfolds from his feet. Uh, Pascal is now a hot air balloon. Everybody in. All right. I, get I in. presume so, just double checking that Pascal did this like while sticking his head out of the hatch, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Just it, all, sure. Everything was done perfectly safe and above code. <laughs> and so, as the credits roll, uh, there's like the reverse trip of your trip up to the dam, but with all of you in a in a in a uh, a hot air balloon balloon as you travel from the dam down to White Sparrow. A trip that took more than a day up takes you uh, about an hour back and you have a lovely view of the whole valley. That six-fingered hand that we'll never ever hear about again and surely you have no questions about and the water peacefully feeding the farms uh, and saving the day. So from this view, we don't learn anything about the hand? It's the first time we've been nope. above it. <laughs> nope, it looks about the same. All right. We've been on it before. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Monty. Um, so, Adventures, you have dealt with the Queen of Redwater directly uh you have saved pascal from himself you have restored the flow of water to the people of white sparrow you are technically winners all that's left to do is for me to thank my players for being here today aline aline sims thank you for joining us thank you for giving us a satisfactory end to this adventure monty ashley thanks for cronging it up Thanks, Tony. Shelly Brisbane, I hope you learned something. I, I learned something, and I, I learned that what I really want more than anything right now is a warm bowl of onion soup <laughs> at the Shady mm-hmm. Tavern. Double on the water. Yes. Uh, James Thompson, this was all your fault. Uh, thank you for making my best friend into my worst enemy and my <laughs> worst enemy into my best friend. That's what I'm here to do. Rosemary Orchard, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And Dan Morin, thanks for running the technology, the goblins, the octopus, the robot voices. Uh, we, we asked a lot of what you if today. The, what is goblins if not Don't technology? Don't forget the potion salesman. He's important, Yeah, potion too. salesman. At He'll the hot air balloon. Never, I'm sure. Yeah. 
So he has a great name that someday someone will learn. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening. There will be more mini adventures. There will be many more total party kill things. Uh, stay tuned. This is the end. <laughs>